Welcome to the Helihead Show. This is episode 73. I am your host, Kids, and with me is Gucci. Hello, my friend. And we've got Scotty. Oh, Afro. And we've got Mr. Cool Hands. <laughs> hey. Hey. And we've got old Daryl the Dump Truck Thorpe. Oh, God. I love that my name is just gonna. That, na- that nickname is just stuck. Gonna, just stuck. Like. Dump truck. In for it now, buddy. Yeah. Yep. Screwed. Man, what have you guys been up to? Flying. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. Stuff. I hear you've been practicing so. autos. Yeah, with with, with deadly consequences. Mm. Deadly precision. Yeah. Yep. Like a Straight surgeon. Straight the ground. Right. I left even a few divots. Mm. Mm. At least you're brave enough to auto, Gooch. I'm trying. <laughs> One day, it's going to end up with actually landing on the skids. Mm-mm-mm. That would take all the fun out of it. Yeah. I did do. I'll talk about it in my week. Yeah, let's. We'll do that. I got something. I did. I did do a new maneuver today with the raw five eighty. Yeah. Hot. Yep. Okay. I'm excited. Tell you what it is. Yep. I'm excited. <sighs> All right. Well, shall we get right into it? Let's do it. All right. First things first. We got to thank everyone for downloading, streaming, listening to our podcast. We appreciate each and every one of you. Gooch, take it away, buddy. Man, well, might as well go right into it. Hmm. So, my weeks is this. Uh, let's see. So, my second Puma arrived. No work on it yet. Because I had to rub parts out of that kit to fix my disastrous auto, inverted auto attempt this past weekend. Mm. Chris the Philosopher got you. Yeah, he, he did. he did. He definitely gave me the best. It was a golden nugget right there that he gave me. He said... <laughs> a golden nugget. Yep. He said, autos are like a book. You got to learn how to read them. And I'm like, well, crap. Not only he told me I, my autos suck, I'm also illiterate. Cool. <laughs> good. But, you know, like, let's be honest. It's a good one, right? It makes sense. It so you got to be able to understand what the hell is going on in the auto and... Reading the auto, meaning the head speed, you know, energy management throughout the whole thing. So I had, it came in hot and I had nothing left because I just dropped too much out of the head speed. So the good news is, though, is it was, I consider light crash because it was blades, head bearings, some plastic links, and the plastic skids. That's it. 20 bucks. And the spindle. So if you take away blades, you're probably looking at like, what, maybe 50 bucks? Yeah, pretty close. Pretty close. And, I mean, the video is out there. It sounded a lot worse than it was, in my opinion. So, so yeah. <clears throat> but we were doing that, and it was so funny because Todd Dudek, Christopher Diamante, Mitch Booth were all at the flying field where this happened. Todd, after I crashed, I looked over and he's yelling at me. He was mad because I never told him that I'm going to try something cool that could potentially end in a crash. I'm like, I don't know, Todd. Sorry, I didn't give you notice. But 
he was running to get his camera and try to get a video of it. So, um, but yeah, the the reason, so this weekend, Christopher Diamante and Kim, his girlfriend, they drove from New York to Ohio so we could do some flying, some practicing F3C. So that's all we did this, this, Saturday, this past Saturday. Um, I think I had, I don't know, I didn't. I lost track after about twelve to fifteen flights, something like that, throughout the whole day. We started flying in my house, and then we went to the flying field. So that was pretty cool. I gotta say that I don't know. I have the HC seven hundred uh, servos on the Genesis running seven sixty pulse width. Mm, what'd you think? I don't. I don't have the skill to notice a difference. To be honest skill or there's just no difference i don't know like i i, I am not noticing any difference i, mean, I think I, my, two, my 272s to me there's no difference at my level for me right now that i see between the 272s and the hc 700s hmm. interesting so you said with the 716 microsecond yeah so it's not when you're like moving the sticks but when you stop like if you do something I don't know, an aggressive maneuver, and then you center the sticks really quick. Okay. That's when you'll see that it, like, settles in a little crisper. Feels like it's more locked in. Mm-hmm. You don't, I mean, you this don't is feel a... it when you're moving the stick, really. So it's it's the Genesis, right? So I'm not doing any hard stop with it. I don't think you're going to notice shit. You know, Genesis. like, yeah. yeah. So I'm saying for the, the setup I have right now, for my flying skill or whatever I'm doing, I am not noticing a difference. I don't think you will. So just wanted to kind of throw that out there because I want to try it. And I, I think really I'm even contemplating about going back to V-Control on my Genesis. Knowing, oh, my wow. Lord. Cow. You should yeah. see what Monty's doing right now. <laughs> Is he crying yet? Dude, He's I can probably... Yeah. So, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. It, it flies. It feels good. I have, like, I was even flying the Genesis doing some light sport you know stuff with it you know i just didn't hover it the whole time every minute of the flights that i had and i mean heck i had at least three flights that were like i don't know 10 minutes long plus doing hovering and precision hovering and some upstairs maneuvers so i i really doing all these things and hovering and everything else i i really it flies good i don't i don't have anything bad to say but i just one thing that kills me is I hate having two radios right now. Oh, you know, really? two setups. Hey, Goose, can I ask, was that a, was that a choice to just to mess around with Futaba for a minute? Yeah. I wanted okay. to see if the added features that Futaba has that's more conducive to F3C flying with delays uh, and conditions and stuff like that, if it's really, you know, if it, make it makes it that much better, right? And I, I think. It's nice to have those some of those features like delays between banks and yada yada yada, but it's not the end all be all. You could have a good flying heli for F3C or MA class, you know, competitions, and not really, you know, with the, with the V control. I mean, you could probably, if you put the time in, you could do the Nikon. You know, it's just going to take a lot more tuning per se, or maybe changing the way you fly, you know, you know, uh, a radio or a system in a competition, right? 
So I don't know if the juice is worth the squeeze. That's where I'm at, you know? So, but yeah, so Crash the Puma. Uh, yes, there's a video. Uh, <laughs> rebuilt the Puma, which was awesome. And did some more flying. So today we're actually recording on a Wednesday. We did, I went out to the flying field for our Wednesday afternoon training day at the club. So let's see, got six flights, one on the raw 580. Um, and on the raw 580, I did a new maneuver for the first time in real life. I did a TikToking circle. That was not necessarily like a stationary where you're just doing like a four point TikTok, you know, into tail down. I actually went around in a circle that was probably, I don't know, 50 yards big. And I did a continuous clockwise circle with TikToks the whole, you know, span. Nice. So, got that. I'm working on starting to do entering a rolling circle. So, where I'm working now on that is that. I'm doing continuous rolls in a straight line and trying to place it. So continue, you know, not lose any speed, forward momentum, and continue that. And I think the next step would be to start using turning the rudder in, you know, upright and inverted to start doing my my circle. Nice. So. Cool, man. Yep. Let's see. And that's that's about it. I'm enjoying the K4. I think that's been it was actually pretty good on saturday um we had it out on generators at the flying field i'm able to charge two success batteries at 8.8 on each side and my generator handles it the k4 i haven't really hit doing that um you know like hit where it just doesn't want to do it or it's shuts off or it's not capable of pulling you know more amps i think between eight and 8.5 8.5 is the most I've done probably in the past two weeks. Charge rate on each channel. Nice. So that's it. Next. All right. Kyle, what you got, buddy? Um, not a ton. Just a few things here and there. Um, we are testing some stuff with the Puma because when it first came out, we advertised how it's going to be this awesome single pack 700 size machine and it is however we're just trying to refine that a little bit more so uh, kevin was down here in florida recently which he'll get to but he got a sneak peek of it so i don't really want to talk about just yet what we're testing but we're playing around with some different power setups to make it more efficient and powerful on a single 6s or 7s battery Mm -hmm. so yeah and it's working really well what did you say kevin I I would say, yes. Yeah, because you got to fly it. I would love to say more, but I would get myself in trouble. Yeah, so... Did you crash this ship? No. <laughs> no. I would no. say my credit card's on file. Go ahead and just swipe it. <laughs> <laughs> Soon, right? Soon, should be, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll get there. Probably in the next episode, I could probably talk about it. But as for now, we won't say much. So Made a big um, difference, though. Yes, yeah. I've only flown it on 6S, but it is an option where just simply a, a pulley change can get you with either 6S or 7S. Because, you know, we marketed the Puma to run on a Goblin Kraken 580 setup, which it can. It's just not like super ideal, but it can run on it. But this is more like, okay, now we're in the zone of where we need to be. 
and right. it runs the way it should. So, yeah, it's peppy. Like it's good. Yeah, it's uh, pretty freaking sweet. It was way better than I was expecting it to be. I was thinking I was gonna have to baby it a little bit, but <laughs> it it was shocking. I was like, holy crap! You know, like I'm almost ready now to go back to six S. Yeah, yeah, and that was just on six S. Or even seven S. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Yeah, you know, which even yeah. then probably would be. You know, better suited for hotter summers and things like that, you know? Sure. Um, sure. But, uh, yeah, it was quite amazing. I was I was shocked. Yeah, but we'll leave it at that. We got yeah. cool stuff coming. Yeah. Otherwise, that's kind of it for me and Heli. So I've just been busy with some other side projects. As far as life goes, um, I did finally catch uh, COVID <laughs> two years later. Yeah. Caught that. Uh, it's a two-week thing. Nothing to worry about. No big deal, but Kevin did come to Florida and timed it perfectly when I got that. So <laughs> got to give him an air hug from six feet away. But um, And then Olivia and I went out and got a dog. Mm. Yeah. So it starts. Yeah. The old, or the plot thickens. Yeah. 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 What's his name or her name? Her name. We rescued a little lab mix, four months old, and we named her Oakley. Oh, dog. Yeah. yeah. She's a good little girl. We just got her. Today is Wednesday. We got her on Saturday. So she's only been here a couple of days. She's keeping us up all night long because she hates being alone. Oh. But uh, she'll get over that. So, yeah. As in Oakley sunglasses? Exactly. Oh. Yep. Cool. yep. Yep. That's where I got the inspiration from because that's all well, I've heard of Oakley. So. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. But that is all I have. Who's next? Who is next? That's me. Do it. That's my job. Uh, what have I done? Uh, I've been flying, flying a lot, really enjoying myself. Um, I have not put it in yet, which is great. I came super close yesterday flying low head speed. I don't mm-hmm. buy it. I don't buy it. You've, you've crashed. You've crashed. No, nothing. Really? Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, wait a minute. Um, ah! yeah. so, <laughs> here it comes. I had gone to RCA show and uh, I had bought a beautiful Logo 200. Brand new, <laughs> perfect condition, nothing wrong with it. First flight, they talked me into um, combat. So, of course, you know, they're like, you know how hard it is to hit a helicopter in the air? I'm like, bet. Right. I'm pretty good at this shit. So, within, I don't know, 30 seconds, I exploded my helicopter into this helicopter. So, um, the logo is 200 down. Do you want another one? First flight, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll same shit with that one. <laughs> Yeah. I have yet to experience heli combat. We don't do that shit on the West Coast. So oh, you guys man. We're lame. It's... We're lame. Lame. Jeez. I'm so disappointed in Adam. Yep. Yeah. Financial stability gets boring. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know a desert that we might be in the area around November-ish. Yeah. Think, May- uh, yeah, yeah. You think you guys will tempt the gods with some combat? Especially... It's pretty close to an Indian reservation out there. Seven yeah. Combat. Yeah. I mean, we, we flew near uh, uh, Indian land in Cuba, and I, I, I feel pretty safe that we could at least sacrifice one bird. <laughs> you know, put it on the chopping block, the one that I don't want to ship back, back home. Right. There you go. You make know? it smaller. So, yeah. <laughs> How much smaller can we make a logo two hundred? Now it fits on the carry on. If you can fit it into an envelope, then you've done a lot. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, the Orlando <laughs> trip, I, I got to say, I, I shipped back, what, half the package. So, <laughs> say, the rest of it was filled with styrofoam. So. It was so easy to pack for you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. It was already in the box, wasn't it? It was in a box. He ordered some parts. I'm like, wow, there's a lot of empty space in here. <laughs> yeah, just just stuff in there. So maybe, I think, maybe Scott could get away and go with us. I don't know. Hey, Gucci. Hey. Hey, whose week is it? Hmm, Scott's. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> or, or else you what? You have yours already. <laughs> oh, are you going to quit on us again? Yeah. Bro. Okay, go ahead. Totally. What else? What's next? Oh, uh, Kevin. Yes, sir. Oh, uh, here we go. What'd you buy? Uh, Got two wheels, got some pedals. No. Yeah, I got another mountain bike. What? What'd you buy? Can't have enough. I, I grabbed a hardtail. I wanted to go and do some uh, single speed shenanigans again. That Missed was it. fast. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. I saw so that. Fourteen uh, bikes wasn't enough. Not enough. I saw Santa Cruz <laughs> came out with literally my favorite color, and I had to buy it. The yellow? No, the blue, like navy blue with light blue words. I oh. love it. It, is, it's like did, SAB paint jobs. Did you already pick it up? Uh, it comes tomorrow. Overnight oh, shipping, bro. Oh my god. Of course you would. So crazy. You paid more in shipping than you did for the bike, probably. No. <laughs> well, that's freaking awesome, dude. Yeah, yeah don't bikes right. weigh ASAP. like two pounds now? I mean, I was... Yeah, right. I'm, I'm glad that me and Cholo now are not the only freaking hardtail people. Yeah. I, I, I'm so out of the biking aspect. I didn't even realize that there was a option of soft tail or hard tail. Wow. Yeah. So there is. Um, basically, Jeez. suspension or no suspension. Yeah. That's yeah. rad. Yeah. Totally rad. There's way more options we could talk about, but that's a whole different podcast. That's all I've been podcast. Yeah. We'll sign yeah. on at midnight. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's do it. Short, I mean, obviously, last time. We chatted a little bit that I was trying to lose weight. I lost 30 pounds. I got 20 more to go, so I'm trying to get back on that bandwagon a little bit. My dog. Yeah. Good, good, good on you. Keep it up. Hell yeah. Daryl. Yo. Your week playing. Uh, well, I did not fly this past weekend, uh, so I'm, combina- I'm combining two weeks of, of LA shenanigans into... Uh, one podcast episode let's do it uh yeah it's weeks two weeks so i mean exactly so uh yeah over uh this past weekend was nam which was odd for us which is the national academy of music merchants that normally happens in january and it has not happened in two years since covid so this is the first one back and they decided to have it in the summertime when it was just a bit like numbers would be a little safer because uh, it and and funny enough, there was always the you have thousands of people coming around from in the around the world just spreading their cooties all over. So there was always the joke <laughs> of Namthrax. Namthrax, uh, I love yeah, it. Yeah, because you would literally like meet somebody from China and talk to them, and they would have like a Chinese variant of a cold, which was just brutal, not COVID. You know what I mean? And so people, you just drop like flies, get sick left and right. So, uh, but I managed to avoid COVID. However, the people that I was hanging out with did not. This whole um, conversation literally just made Todd Udek use hand sanitizer. <laughs> Todd's in the shower. Hands right now. I see you, Todd. Yeah. Put your so, hand all the way. Poor Todd. 
Uh, so yeah, that was so. I I I only went to Nam one day, and I was like, man, I would love to still go fly, but I didn't feel like I should uh, be away from the family another day. So I just decided not to. Instead, I simmed at home, which is good. Uh, simming a lot more, which I'm super proud of myself. I kind of got out of the rut, man. I got, excuse me, I got into a rut where I was wasn't. I just wasn't simming that much, and uh, it's it's part of my uh, nighttime therapy. The day is done, the kid is in bed, work is work, and just unwind and relax a little bit, and watch some dumb, mindless TV, and and sim as much as i can until my i can't keep my eyelids open anymore and but uh getting better on um backwards inverted that was something that was really i just could not okay keep it's getting a lot smoother it's looking better uh i not brave enough to try that in real life yet uh that everybody see that meme of uh you know when I sim, I look like Tarek, but then in real life, right? I, I put it in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so me. Um, <laughs> we all we all struggle with this. Like Kyle, <laughs> so, have you? I mean, do you do so when you go to the field and you're taking something new out there, a new new maneuver? I mean, are you like at least getting way up high to to do it? I mean. Sometimes I'm getting way up high. Sometimes I have to admit the past couple times I've gone to fly, I've I've had a good time at the field, but I just didn't feel like I was in the mindset to uh, try new shit. So I just kept it chill. Um, and that in itself to me is just putting a big fat smile on my face. Um, and it, it, of course it's it's always amazing when you master a new maneuver, especially in person. You're just like yes, right. yeah. Um, but for whatever reason, I've just been keeping it pretty calm, um, especially because I cr- the previous two times I crashed. So feeling the, uh, you know, it is what it is when you crash, but sure, it, it takes a little bit of gumption to get back on the horse, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, if you're wanting to, well, I mean, it, it rings true. I, I think Bert said it in the Smack Talk series or whatever is, you know, always plan for a bailout, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. But at that point, definitely just, I mean, just do it. That's the hardest part, I think, is taking something from Sim and just saying, fuck it, I'm going to do it. Fuck whatever, it, I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? You know? Right, right. And, and but just do it. it goes in. Yeah, I mean, but, 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 you know, put it high enough where you have at least a chance to catch it, you know? So I have to ask, you're doing inverted backwards. Um, mm-hmm. What 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 direction? Counterclockwise, clockwise, what are we doing? Both. I've uh, been flying a lot of figure eights. Perfect. Nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Man, that was the weirdest. Like, I just could not wrap my fucking head around yeah. how that worked. Yeah. Um, I, I posted about it months ago. <laughs> it, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because it's the exact opposite, right? Yes. I think um, so. Basically, clockwise, your sticks are out, right, to the to the sides. Correct. And then the counterclockwise, but the sticks are being pushed in. So right rudder, left or uh, yeah, left aileron. Yes. And you know what I mean. So that kind of like that's the mind fuck, right? Because you know, you, you think that you're wanting to, to give inputs to put it into the mover maneuver, but really you're 
trying to keep it from falling out of the maneuver. Yeah, and it's sense? the way the tail is your... Yes. I guess it, it feels abnormal the way I'm having to push the tail to keep the bird. Yeah. So you're kind of you're kind of leaning on it, right? It's not yeah. like you're full yeah, blown yeah. giving input, but you're kind of leaning on the stick, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. But that was but the thing is I, I I had to figure that out when I was doing it was I could put it into the maneuver, but then it, holding it there was the problem, and that's when I realized like okay, well you actually put it into it, but then you are giving you know movements to keep it from falling out of it. That's the best way Correct. I can put it, right? Yes. So. And that was like over and over and over and over, crash on the sim, crash, crash, crash. That was the problem. I would just fall out of the sky. Mm-hmm. And I was always kind of like, man, what am I doing wrong here? But right. Yeah. I think I've got it. Well, you, you it's have looking a good better. crew over there. They'll, they'll talk you through it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, that's awesome. Um, good for you. Thank you. Trying. Um... Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, I crashed my 700, my Exopower V1 700 for the first time. Uh, that thing crashes very well. It's crazy. Um, I crashed it on the head. Okay. And um, I did manage to kill the engine before it went in, but um, I was walking up to it, you know, the walk of shame and then going... Is this a rekit? Is this a rekit? And it, dude, no. Holy shit. It <laughs> it it's kind of insane. Everybody had already said, you know, hey, though they crash and oh, it's just fifty bucks worth of parts, sixty bucks worth of parts. It's yeah. really amazing how well that thing just kind of broke down. Yeah. Um so uh it took me a while to get it's still not back together quite yet with craziness of lifestyle. And that's the bummer. When I crash, man, it's always like, oh crap! I'm that bird's just on the shelf for weeks, months, sometimes, <laughs> depending on what's going on with the house, with home life, and schedule. Uh, which has always been uh, for me. It's a big reason why I, I'm always really skittish about crashing. Uh, um, yeah. Eh, you know, crash, fly, repeat. But crash, you know, repeat. those those do crash pretty well in the sense that they're inexpensive like you could tear up a lot of stuff and it's still it's yeah. still relatively pretty cheap yeah. so that's a good there, part. i mean uh yeah insane yeah. um and then uh speaking of crashes i i asked his permission i was uh <laughs> <laughs> um uh i'm friends with adam Arahu, and he lives in the valley and i live what's called i live like in south la called the south bay uh below lax and um he flies up in Glendale, which is, um, what, 40-ish miles away from me. So it's an hour drive. And he's always like, dude, come come meet me. Come fly. Come meet me. And I'm always like, man, bad weekend, working, children, kids, wife, blah, blah, blah. So finally, he said, come fly with me. And I said, yeah. And, I, and he was like, oh, I didn't expect you to say yes. And I was like, well, <laughs> that was the day. So I went out to the field out there. And it was a really cool field. It's this uh, good-sized private field. They, the San, it's part of the San Fernando Valley Flyers. They own two fields. One is in Van Nuys and one is in Glendale. But the Glendale one is kind of more just a heli field, whereas the San Fernando, the Valley one is the the Van Nuys field is jets, planes, helis, drones. It's everything. Uh, so a bigger complex. And um, well, I had stayed up the night before late trying to fix my 700, or sorry, my XL Power 700. 
And I, it was already two in the morning. I was going to get up early to go meet Adam. And I was just like, okay, well, I'll take it to the field with me. And maybe I can just put the last couple bolts in and, and check her out and, and get it back in the air and main it again. And um, so he's flying and he's nitro. And I'm wrenching away on my bird. I'm not paying attention. I'm just hearing, yeah, yeah. And then I'll send here, yeah. And then he belts <laughs> out this loud F bomb. That just echoes through the canyons. <laughs> and I, I can see this. Yes. Just, he's, uh, he's so bummed. And he's mostly bummed because of the pipe. And ah. forgive me, because I'm out of my nitro terminology. I just, he's running a special pipe that he got. And uh, on that, what was that? It was the crap. No. Oh. Don't God, I don't remember what bird it was. Oh, it was a raw. Mm-hmm. The raw nitro? Yeah. And um, what, which is, and the funnier thing about the story is 10 minutes before when I get there and I put my first flight up, he's like, okay, dude, you see that bush line right there? He's like, yeah. There's a big valley right there. Don't fly over there. Because if you go in, we're, we're going to be hunting for a while. Well, mm. guess where he crashed? <laughs> <laughs> so, right in the no-no it spot. Happen, yeah. It happens like yeah. that all yeah. the time. You know, everybody tells the story. How many, how many podcasts I've listened to? You know, there's that one tree out there. Right. There's that one pole. And uh, so he starts walking towards where the crash is, and it's on the other side of this tree line or bush line. And then he walks down, and so he disappears for a second, and I'm walking towards him, and it's like 200 yards away from where the, the pit is. And, and then all of a sudden, he comes up, his head starts coming up over the, the hillside, and he's got his heli, and it, the blades are bent, of course, and there's this massive weed in the middle of the bird. But he landed, or crashed, should I say, in a massive bush. So all that happened was he broke the blades and the pitch links popped off. Wow. That's pretty good cat. (laughs) He was like holding it and I didn't bring my phone. I was like, why the fuck did I not get a picture of this? This is just too good. (laughs) Out of all the places you're going to crash. It was too good. That was a, uh, and then, and then of course he, uh, he, figured out right away what he needed parts wise and he was on uh the bk site in minutes ordering new parts <laughs> so uh, we're all the same i swear no matter where we live it's like yep we have crashed i need this part this part i probably will miss one or two parts yeah right yeah. probably you know you always when you and, and that's the other thing it's 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 time to rip the bird apart and figure out what you need and then it's time to order the parts then the parts finally come and then you start putting it together and you're like shit I hate that. Yeah. One set of bearings. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. One pitch arm. Who changes yeah. bearings? Yeah. <laughs> I just slap more grease in them bitches and let them rip. Yeah. I don't oh, think I've ever changed bearings. <laughs> you know, I gotta say something about the, the hobby is so this hobby is so fucking cool sometimes. Cause I posted it I needed pitch arms for the XL. Uh, they're out everywhere. And three people hit me up and like, what's your address? Oh, wow. That's awesome. And I'm like, well, 
thank you. Here's my address. Let me know. What do I owe you? Nothing. Well, yeah. let me pay for shipping, dude. Come on. No, no, no. Dude, mm-hmm. seriously, what's your what's your Venmo? Come on. No, no, bro. No, no. <laughs> what? Mm, Amazing. A, yeah. That's uh, there's that's a lot hobby. of that. Yeah, and that's what makes it worth it. You know, is yeah. when you you don't have any of that drama. It's just like we're gonna we'll help each other out. You know. Yeah, definitely. Well, that was my week. Very cool. Very cool. Well, uh, tell Adam we said hello. I will. Yeah. <laughs> right now. <laughs> right now. Uh, all right, so I guess it's my turn, huh? Yep. Yeah. Right, get your pillows. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I took a trip to Florida. And oh. been planning it for weeks. And then Kyle got sick. No. It was horse shit. It was horse shit. Yeah. Horseshit. I was faking it the whole time. I knew you were lying. I knew you just didn't want my hugs. That's what it was. I knew it. I knew it. No. It started out that um we had such a good time at Spring Fling, Cello and I and, and Ben. Uh we had such a good time. He was like, dude, we, we gotta get together and it's gotta be soon, you know. And uh and then of course it started migrating beyond that, right? And then we got Kyle involved and Manny involved and uh, you know, a few others and and so uh it basically was to be a biking trip slash flying trip. And so at this point I I was trying really hard to get my raw nitro fixed, and that did not happen. It's still not fixed, or I shouldn't say fixed, but built, because uh, I got it from Chola. And my Puma from the unfortunate hashtag poof, uh, I was still trying to repair that. So I took the parts that I needed to Florida, and one of the evenings we did end up fixing it, but... Uh, Saturday that or of the weekend, Saturday, we went to a bike trail called Santos and it actually, believe it or not, is a pretty famous trail in Florida. I'm shocked, Kyle, you've never been there nope. uh, and still have not been there because you were sick. Nope. And I'm lame. Yep. You're totally lame. Yep. And, um, it was an amazing time. We had a ball and, you know, Ben is relatively new to riding. Uh, but he, he did amazing. We actually um, tore down some barriers for him. Uh, was you know as far as like conquering some of the uh, features and whatnot, and uh, that was really really cool. And uh, I think we gosh we were out there for maybe three or so hours riding, just riding around. I think we put in a total of like ten miles, but you know we kept like sessioning different stuff, and uh, so that added to the mileage, but you know it more so the time involved, but. So we were out there for a good three hours, had an amazing time. Uh, we rode most of it blind and fast. <laughs> we were trying to go as fast as we could. And uh, so it just an amazing time. Uh, stopped by one of the uh, bike shops there. Shalo had gotten himself a new set of pedals before we started, so that was pretty awesome. And uh, just made a day of it. And so we had rented a B&B or Air, what is it, Airbnb, I guess, or VRBO, whatever you call it. And uh, a house. You rented a house. We rented a house. <laughs> Perfect. And so, uh, you know, it was a good time. Uh, it was just the three of us again, because you know, Kyle was lame. 
And uh, then the next day we went and met up at Torches. And that also was a good time. So uh, Kyle had not arrived yet. And it was me, Cholo, uh, me, Cholo, uh, Ben, his friend Tom, and Manny. Did Manny, Manny was there yet? I'm not sure. I think Manny came shortly after. Yeah. Uh, and Patrick, Patrick showed up, right? Um, and then uh, it was another yeah. guy, the other guy. Who was he? He was wanting help. I don't know his name. Me neither. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, so I had gotten my Puma fixed and it was on the test flight. It hovered well, it went inverted well, so I figured let's beat on it and have a good time. And that's where the fun ended. Oh no. So once again, uh, just stupid, dumb me, not even dumb luck, just dumb me. Uh, (laughs) I, to back up. I misplaced my Velcro, the stuff that you use on battery trays and whatnot. And at the time, I couldn't find it, but I was in a hurry to get this thing built because I wanted to fly it the following weekend, which was not this weekend that I'm talking about. And I ended up using the flybarless tape from v- V-Bar, you know, Neos. And Well, let me tell you. Um, so... Not well. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, apparently uh, it does not hold. It, d- it does not act as two-sided tape as it's designed to be. Um, in fact, it just plain sucks. <laughs> Sorry, V-Bar. Yeah. yeah, no sponsorship for me, but yeah. it sucks. I don't... It, ugh, it's so stupid. False uh, advertisement? Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, yeah, it's not two-sided tape, that's for sure. It's, you know, yeah. So No, I think it's two-sided, just not tape. Right, exactly. And it's gray in color. It matches all the description, but it's, yeah. <laughs> I got it. It's two-face tape. Yeah, so I was doing some Pyro whatever something, and the batteries f- just flew the fuck out of the frame. I was like, bye-bye, <laughs> see ya. That's and so cool. went through the blades. Um, oh. So it went nose first. Like, it, it honestly got it looked like you had pinned the blades back with the blade holder to the boom and just lawn darted right into the fucking ground. I would have loved to see Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm sorry you weren't there. But Me too. Uh, yeah, so uh it it broke the ESC tray, obviously. Uh it did mess up one of the capacitors on my YGE one thirty five Arius. Oh, it ouch. did try to sever one of the motor wires. Oh. And um what else? Jeez. Uh but really truly Huh? The battery though? Oh the that batteries got freaking like samurai. Yeah, they were oh. done. Oh. Um oh, they didn't go up in flame, Tough, thank goodness. Bro. But yeah, it was pretty bad. Uh, actually, Manny ended up like driving nails through it with a stick and a nail through the stick, and was just beating at him with the freaking yeah. So they caught on fire and surely nuked. was there a nice explosion though when it sliced? Or no, was... that would have been awesome, no? but no, not Bummer. so much. Yeah, sadly enough, I mean, it it didn't even break the blades. It did like crease one of the blades, but it didn't break them. And mm. it, so, it was a really good lipo fire when Manny stabbed it, though. Like, he did, really yeah. Good. He stabbed it and it freaking went up good. Yeah. So uh, we mm. did take care of that. And that was fun. Um, 
But that was a bummer because that was the only heli I had because that's all I had time to really prepare for Florida. And, um, but I tell you, you know, friends are golden and I, I must still put in like seven flights or so. I mean, and it was everybody else's shit, not mine. <laughs> so I flew, uh, Chris Barnes cello. I flew his, uh, raw nitro and I gotta tell you, I fell in love with it and I'm so excited to get mine done now that I haven't wrenched on it at all. Um, but it's it was a lot of fun like i forgot how fun you know big nitros are like that and this one just feels good you know because it's much lighter and um i did fly his uh puma i flew it once that was fun too uh i flew manny's nitro a couple times his raw nitro his is also fun uh with even i have to say this because he made it you know, known to us over and over. Uh, the ring had 200 flights on it. So <laughs> I was beating the piss out of it as hard as I could. Everybody was groaning because you're like, Oh God, let it breathe. And I'm like, ain't no pussy flight here, bitch. Anyway. So, uh, then I ended up flying, uh, um, his three blade a few times. Like we were trying to do some tuning on it or whatever. And he was having some issues and me and Chris were both trying to give pointers. I think Kyle, you had left by then. Um, but yep. uh, so flew that a couple times, and and then of course as we talked previously, I flew Kyle's 6S Puma, which was a badass. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't wait for you to tell more about that. And, it's all uh, in the vapor setup. Obviously. Can we? Yeah. Can we? Can we agree that it had nothing to do with the battery? Can we just put that out there? Nope. We can't. Nope. Fucking damn just it! To piss, okay. Just to piss you off, bitch. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna say it had nothing to do with the battery, but Kyle stands different. Yep. But, um, yeah. Just so. Yep. <laughs> All right, keep going. So, yeah, no, but it was a good time. We had uh, an awesome time. Uh, we, we, it was one of the best weekends I've had in a really long time. And it was, I, I don't, I think it was just because it was low key. And, you know, it wasn't just about helicopters, it was about biking too, which we all enjoy. And uh, yeah, it was just an amazing time. It was more fun than I've had at events in a while, sadly. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. And we, we were like on vacation high when we went home. And um, we hated to leave. But So then the following weekend, still no nitro work. I uh, went on a trip with the wife. She also like came down with some weird cold. And we were going to go ride uh, the Hulk in Myrtle Beach. And that did not happen because she was sick. So it really was just like a lazy weekend in Myrtle Beach in the camper, more or less, which was fine. Uh, I was okay with that. But um, that's really all I've done. I know it sounds horribly uneventful, but uh, the Florida trip was... With with kids or no kids? No kids. No kids. Uh, See, that in itself is... Yeah. That's vacation. No, for sure. And, and, you know, we we just kind of sightsee a little bit. We went sightseeing and went to um, something called... uh, barefoot landing and i haven't been there since i was a kid so it was kind of like seeing it for the first time because i i haven't been there in years and uh we ate all the wrong food scott and and yes kyle um we had something called hungry howie's pizza you florida peeps know what that is yeah hungry howie's is banging you know dude it's fucking amazing right you describe what's that (laughs) my wife used to work there oh is that right yeah can I describe it, Daryl? No, um, yeah, what's the uh, 
What's the vibe with hungry hippo <sighs> pizza? Well, whatever. so they flavor their crust too. Like they, you, you have options. You can do like garlic or butter or both or okay, like Cajun or sesame oh. seed. You know, I mean, whatever, right? Oh wow! Oh, and I'm one right now, <laughs> door dash that shit. So is that like a total southeastern seaboard kind of thing? So all I can say is, is that. I first was introduced to it when I lived in Florida about 25 years ago in the Fort Walton Beach area. Huh. And it was just by sheer dumb luck, we, we happened to see one in Myrtle Beach. And I was like, holy shit, there's a freaking Hungry Howie's here. But what I remember of Hungry Howie's is when they make subs, it's just a pizza folded in half and then cut <laughs> in half. And it's fucking amazing. So you get like... Zone. Yeah, for, well, for the most part, yeah, except it's not sealed, right? I mean, you know, but uh, but yeah, they used to do this Philly cheesesteak sub years ago, and that was what I used to get when I was younger, and um, but this time we went with the chicken bacon ranch, and it was yes. out of control. So yes, please. Good. Oh my god, and, was and good. two, mm, it was so mm. good. And then what was for dessert? That's the more important conversation. What did we have for dessert? Um. Oh, they had, uh, uh, geez, it's like cinnamon and butter on crust. Boring. Really? It's like French yeah. toast. It's, or not French toast, but a cinnamon toast. Sounds like calories, Kevin. It was amazing. I loved no every, every calorie I ingested. <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell you about the, uh, the ice cream that I had prior to that, along with a chocolate-covered Nutter Butter cookie, along uh, with uh, pancakes so, that morning. Okay. So you uh, were covered. I, That's well. I was worried. See, when you said, oh, just a little cinnamon toast crusty thing. No. Oh, no. That's dude, not, we, we freaking, not dessert on vacation. Yeah. I was supposed to have, like, you know, a cheat meal. I had a cheat full-on fucking day. Well, why? yeah, because you only live once, bro. <laughs> yeah. You only live once, just not very long. <laughs> I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to say it. Oh, goodness. Uh, yeah. The joys of life. Yeah. Mm. The pancakes were amazing. I'm not going to lie. They were freaking, whew, wow. It was great. When you find a good pancake, it's amazing. Yeah, Myrtle Beach has about, you know, a hundred places all along the Grand Strand that you can choose from, and they're all usually pretty good, so. Sweet. Yeah. I've never had the pleasure. Yeah, yeah. It's good stuff. Mm. So, yeah, you know, uneventful, not really heli related, except for the trip to Florida, which, you know, I crashed my shit, but whatever. It is what it is. Oh, so we uh, ended up sending that off. Uh, it's going back to its uh, homeland in uh Sprechensee Deutschland, whatever. And uh, we're going to get it fixed. And, uh, you know, I don't know. It might cost me an arm and a leg, but who cares? It'll... Oh, you're talking about the ESC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was like, why are you sending the whole thing there? Yeah, my bad. It was just the ESC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the heli went back to Italy. The ESC went back to Germany. You know. Uh, oh, Lord. Where the are they really from? good? Japan? Speaking of, Kevin, I, I, you're the first person I've heard... Uh, crash a uh, a YGE pretty hard like that where it needed some uh, extra love from the manufacturer. Are they really good about that? Uh, I'll let you know. Um, okay. I mean, just to be fair so everyone knows, the canopy was not on the helicopter and it went straight well, in nose first on the ESC. So oh, wow. You're, you're going to have damage, you know? Right. 
But there was no case damage. There was no fins broken or bent or even scratches. Nothing. It was, you know, just a, a, a chafed wire that was starting to slice through. And then one of the caps got slightly tweaked. And um, we just decided that it would be safe to... Uh, I mean, it still powers up everything, you know, whatever. But we, we wanted to send it off to make sure that it was, you know, to have that cap Airworthy. replaced. And, yeah, 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 you, for sure. You forgot about the worst part, though. What was that? The emotion. Oh, mm. I had emotional damage. Emotional damage. Uh, I was waiting I, for it. So, Come on, Scott. Thank you. You know, <laughs> I wasn't going to talk about it because it's kind of embarrassing. But uh, so funny thing is, is that I was trying to cover it up. I was, I was doing my best. And but Cholo and Ben, they knew better because they, they know me pretty well. And Cholo was like, do we need to go get lunch? And I'm like, yes, we do. We need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so I got in the truck and I proceeded a fucking soapbox like a motherfucker because I was like the fucking Velcro. Like had it not fucking left my fucking toolbox because somebody borrowed that motherfucker. I'm like, it was probably Gooch. I don't know. Who knows? Oh, I, you know, I like, here we go to Spring Fling. He borrows my shit and he doesn't put it back. I don't know. It's probably him. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I so. did it, Kevin. <laughs> I mean, this, this conversation sounds very one-sided, if you know what I mean. <laughs> you so know, it, blaming, others, blaming others when we all know what happened, Kevin. Did we? Mm -hmm. I'm about to tell yeah. you what happened because it's great. Okay, go ahead. So... Basically, um, I was like, you know, I, I basically, basically the bottom line of it was it was not as much it was firing at Gooch as much as it was. I was just like, I'm sick and tired of people borrowing my shit and not putting it back. And so <laughs> I was like, so it's, it's kind of a layered onion thing, right? So basically the, the, the Velcro got missing. I used shitty tape and now it's bit me in the ass, right? And had I had my Velcro, it would have worked. <laughs> so I'm pissed off. I'm ranting. And we go eat lunch, and I come back. I'm much better. Everybody lets me fly their shit, which was a lot of fun. Whatever, we go home. And I get a phone call like two days ago, and it's Chris. It's Cholo. He says, hey, dude. Um, so I was going through one of my cases, and I, I found this like really like large-sized box of you know Velcro. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, large box? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, well, was it white Velcro? He was like, no, it's black. And I was like, okay, well, you got the color right. I'm like, but mine wasn't a large box. It was a small box. I think you're in the clear. It's still Gucci's fault. <laughs> <laughs> so he was like, well, hang on. And he picks it up. And he takes a picture of it and sends it to me. And I was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> it was Cholo. He took <laughs> Goddamn Cholo. <laughs> so uh so we had a freaking huge laugh over it. And um it was it was quite funny to uh to have it sort of, you know, transpire as it were, because here I'm in the truck like just freaking pissed because I'm like, people not taking my or taking my shit and not putting it back. And it was Chris the whole time. <laughs> 
So, uh, yeah. Benny's enemies when you have friends. Yeah, it was so freaking funny. I mean, but... situation normal. I've known Kevin since 2012. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, go, we go through this vicious cycle quite a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it just happens that now he admitted the fact that it wasn't Gucci. Look, hey, hey, listen, I'm okay with that. And I'm not above of saying I'm sorry. Gooch, I'm sorry. No, okay. I'm sure you'll take something in the future, but what, it's cool. I, I still will love you the same. Yeah, you already blaming me or something. <laughs> it's like it's like Minority re- Minority Report, right? <laughs> oh Lord, right, it's okay. When you come to, uh, you fly up to uh, Ohio to go to Urcha. I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna stay on you like a hawk. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So about that. Okay. I don't know that I'm going. Sorry. Ah. Uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. The wife okay. kind of put the old foot down today. Sorry. Oh, boy. Yeah. You have to go to All right, well, you, you I'd have love to. to. I don't know. What we'll are, see. I, it's, uh, what are the dates of Urcha? Uh, oh. August 14th through the 17th. Yeah. No way yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying the door's completely shut. There's a foot in it, but it's just not looking good because of certain circumstances here at the house. So. So that means I have a spare bed. Okay. Well, I guess I'm going to have to sell it. I mean, you Lowest could. Better. You could. Yeah. It's all good. It's all like 200 bucks for two nights. Which no, is you did really good, actually. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. So if people don't know, there might be some available beds at yeah. the uh, Marriott in Muncie, Indiana for the, for the weekend when we have Urcha. But when, you have to call them and use the MA code, which gives you a discount. It's like $99 a night. That's amazing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yep. So, but it's, uh, there's a lot of stuff around there. Yeah. But Cheap like stolen Velcro. Mm-hmm. Not by Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> by you know, every, time, every time I ponder about Urcha, I just think, I'll, Several people from Southern California usually drive there, and I'm, my schedule's Ooh. so chaos. I'm always like, "Well, I'm sure they would haul my stuff if I threw in a thousand bucks for gas money to get them to Arizona." <laughs> it might be that. And way then flew. <laughs> <laughs> so that's to be honest. Like there was even a few Arizona guys that go right, mm-hmm. um, and that's what they do. And if, to me. From a time perspective, it makes sense. Because, I mean, Kevin is in, the, is in the same, you know, even though he's not going now, his problem is that he just doesn't have the time to take off. Yeah. For more. Right. Yeah. You know, so I told him, I said, the idea was just fly to Ohio. It's only about a five-hour drive for me. Oh, perfect. You know, so I'm like, just fly here. If you're going to come, fly here, and then we drive together on Friday. Yeah. We'll yeah. be there in five hours or yeah. less, depending on how fast I want to go. Yeah. So. We'll we'll talk offline, Gooch. I'll let you know. Cool. Yeah. All right, just keep it open. No big deal. We got a place to sleep, so that's yeah, good. Sounds good. All right. Uh, let's move right along here. Uh, who is going to do it this week? Scott, are you prepared? Always. Do it. <laughs> Party's hot. My dog. Man, I swear he got my ears. Yep. He actually insulated the whole garage so he could do it <laughs> full, full volume. All right, Vat is hot. Yes. Man, that's good to hear it. That's what do we got, Gooch? So we got a few things here. I'm super excited about this first one. I Man, I just can't wait. The Raw 580 Nitro. Do you get three on order? No, I don't. Oh. Actually, actually, I need to actually put mine on order. I haven't done it yet, but it, the pre-order is open for the Raw 580 Nitro. You, you know and, what you need to do? 
What? You need to buy one of those and then buy all of the spare parts so Carrie can't. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you might just, man. You know, he go through some stuff. I got to tell you that. But he flies a lot, too. The guy flies every day. He does. He does. You know, so in all fairness, you know, it's, the odds are not in his favor. So. <laughs> but yeah, Raw 580 Nitro open for pre-order. You know, BK Hobbies, uh, Only Fine Helis, A-Main, Heli Direct. I'm sure all of those guys have it open. Make sure it looks. I'm excited. That's uh, my Kraken 570 Nitro replacement. Yeah. So, Did you already sell yours, by the way? No, I haven't yet. Okay. Haven't hey, everybody, there's going to be a 580 Nitro up for sale soon. Yeah. <laughs> Signed by so, Gooch. Dude, that thing, it's missing parts. Maybe one day I'll get some parts for it. Oh, I don't okay. know yet. <laughs> so I just, all I know is that I need to get it. I was going to take it apart this week, but the Puma took precedence. So mm. we'll work on that because I'm excited about the Raw 580. So that's going to be coming up next. Nice. Um, w- along with that, they have another release a they new did. three blade Kraken S. One. Need. Mm. It looks beautiful, you, man. It's it's money. How does the hey? How does the green look in as visibility wise? Out of curiosity, I've never seen that like color scheme in the air before. Isn't that more neonish though? Like versus the raw nitro, where that's like actual green, green. You know what I mean? Isn't it th- more of a fluorescent type green? It sure looks like. I think this is one of those schemes that it will look like a million bucks in person. Yeah. Probably. But the camera just doesn't do it justice. Right. I'd agree I with that. Which one was it? Was it it's the new Kraken 570 Nitro or the new Kraken 570 scheme, right? The red color? Mm-hmm. That yeah. the pictures were like, eh. But I saw Steve Yoon's at Springfling, and I was like, man, this looks good in person. It, oh, yeah, the 580 Kraken like, scheme. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, Because I think, uh, Kyle, you, even you had that scheme, didn't you, on the electric? Sure do. And I th- I thought it just looked way better in person than actually over pictures. And it looks it's great. Just, yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, the, the green, I think, is going to look good. Um, I don't know, like the green on the Raw Nitro 700. I, I think the green looks amazing. So if it's got a little bit of neon into it, I think it's going to be awesome. But it so. looks good, like, in the air as well, Gooch? Yeah. Like, like I visibility-wise? Yeah, visibility-wise, you didn't have... You know, like the biggest concern I had, like when I got my Kraken 570 Nitro, the red, you know, I was mm-hmm. like, it's, it looks good in person. It, it looks good on, on certain sky conditions. But the moment it got overcast, yes, that, that red turned bad. I never had that issue on my Raw 700. That was that when it had the green canopy. That is, uh, um, I'm, the more I fly... Uh, living where in air quotes here called the South Bay, which is the part of Los Angeles where we're I border the ocean and it goes around the coastline to Long Beach and Seal Beach and down to mm-hmm. Orange County. So we get a lot of marine layer all the time, and sometimes yeah. it just doesn't burn off until one, two o'clock in the afternoon, which is typically when I need to pack up and head home for the day. Um, and I, I currently have a red raw, but man, that thing just 
disappears behind the clouds. Mm-hmm. So I tell only- you, the, the best color scheme for those days for me it has always been the orange. Yeah, which I'm thinking, thinking about switching over the orange. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I'm telling you, like I flew that orange at night with not the best of night lights through fog at night, and that orange, um, that thing is clutch. Now, I don't think the green, the new green for the Kraken S3 blade, I don't think that's going to be bad, but it's hard to tell until we'll see it in person. Sure. Yeah, but your Kraken S, it wasn't bad, right? I didn't think so. No, I was able, because I had the Kraken S, you know, the the OG, right? I guess, right, with the yellow. Call it, mm-hmm. With the yeah. yellow, and that didn't look bad. Yeah. Even though it had a lot of black, you know, so I was like, mm, I don't know about this, but in, in flight, it looked, it showed really good. Yeah. Okay. You know, even against the, the gloomy Ohio sky, which we get a lot of that, you know, overcast uh, a lot of weekends and flying days. So. Oh, really? Huh. Yep. So I think that's, I think it's going to show good, but uh, it's kind of hard to tell, I guess, from a picture just yet. So, um, but that's being also, it's open for pre-order. Actually, I got, I got a message today about make sure you pre-order. The Kraken <laughs> S3. Oh, no, I, no I, I did as well. I like looking at the show notes for the past couple of days, thinking about uh, trying to be sound professional and, and shit. Just like I got my text message today. Like, try to fly like Mr. Cool Hands himself. <laughs> we order now. <laughs> oh, if it only came with 30% of his skill, we'd be good. We'd be golden. Well, I'll take 10. Shit. <laughs> Give me a dime or something, a gram. Throw me a bone. Yep. No, I think it's going to look good. You know, like, I think it's going to be one of those colors that a lot of people are going to convert two blades to, to be honest. All right. Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And let's see. Last thing on here is there's, there was a very suspenseful slash ambiguous message from Mikado Helicopters. Are we taking guesses? I mean, we can. We can, yeah. I mean... Kyle I, probably has to just mute his mic, right? Yeah. <laughs> I really don't know, to be honest. I have no Oh, idea. cool. All right. So they, they put out a, a message that, you know, they obviously over 30 years of innovative products by Mikado Model Helicopters, mm-hmm. a new chapter begins. So on June 13th, which will be here about right after we release this episode, right? No, on the day that we release this episode, they're releasing a new milestone in model helicopter flying. So do you edit the episode on the day of? No, I think it would be, it would be good to make some, uh, let's throw some ideas out there. What do you guys, do you think it's a helicopter or non-helicopter product? Personally, I hope it's a radio. Okay. See, I think it's not. Based on the wording. No. To be 200% honest, I really have not a single clue what this means. Okay, to be honest, I really have no idea. I think it's a video on soldering. (laughs) (laughs) No? Not so much. A new soldering system? You might be onto something. Well, to to be fair, though, Mikado has not released a new heli in a while. They haven't. I know, but the whole... The whole thing of a new chapter begins. Like, I don't think a heli would be a new chapter, you know? Drone! Hopefully. Yeah. Oh, God. Please, no. Yeah. No. I don't my, know what it is. My money's on the soldering thing. Soldered. 
<laughs> new series called Solder Me Slowly. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh my god. Uh, you know, I mean <laughs> So here's the thing. I, I hear what you're saying, Kyle, and that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um I I could see where this radio they were talking about a while back. I think that mm-hmm. was public public knowledge, right? Um I could see that being the new chapter maybe. Well, uh, radar a radio and flybarla system all in like like yeah. Neo V Neo 2.0. Yeah, but it's it's not compatible with Neo from what I was this wild concept where all the programming is on the radio. Ah. Huh. That would <laughs> really? be fucking cool. Huh. That's, that's I'm making a joke. It's what we used to be like. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, but uh, is the uh, is the V bar the VBR came out in 2014? Oh my god, I've never heard anybody say VBAR. No, I said V bar. To the tapes. Yeah, that right to the tapes. Um, I think you're right. I think it was 20. Yeah, no, that's correct. It was 2014, right? Because, so. yeah, because I, I left the hobby at the end, and I remember saying to myself, if I come back, that's the radio that I'm buying. So that was the classic. But when did the touch come out? Four years ago? Was it two no. years later, really? 17. Mm. I remember I went to Rotor Live the year it was announced, and I want to say that was 20. I was it working was, for BK, I, so it had to be 2018. 2018. Yeah, hmm. be- because yeah, remember, yeah, I remember I was... you talked about it, Kyle, on a podcast, and you said yeah. you to steal the radio, but they were they weren't giving you one yet. Right? Yeah, <laughs> 20, 20, 2018. Yeah, 2018. Okay. Yeah. So I got the I got the very first batch, and it was, you know, after I moved, which was 2016. I started flying 2017, and I didn't get a V Touch until about a year later because I used the basic for a little bit. Mhm. Mhm. I don't know. I I kind of hope it's a new helicopter. I really do. Hmm. Maybe it's a heli that doesn't crash. Shit. I ain't giving up. Mm. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Sign me up. Shit. Maybe it's a, you, maybe it's a new logo nitro that you know you can logo be mean, that you can be mean to. <laughs> you can fly it incorrectly. Mm, yeah. I wasn't going to say it, but, you know, whatever. I did. <laughs> <You? laughs> um, it's funny for, just to point out, uh, like, West Coast, for whatever reason, a lot of, there's a lot of SAB at the field, me included, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of Mikado at the field, too. Yeah? A lot of Mikado. Huh. Can you still get parts for those? No fucking idea. Yeah, what <laughs> sizes, Daryl? What sizes are they flying? 700s. Like the 690 or the actual logo 700? Uh, the 690, I think. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but most of the guys that, and forgive me, I don't know their names. Um, they kind of, um, they, they're really good pilots, man. They, it seems like they've been flying for a while. Um, but mm-hmm. just low key pilots, right? Yeah, um, I I can't. I don't know why I'm. I feel like I'm an asshole because I just don't go over and chat with them that much, except for an occasional. Hey, how's it going? Good, man. Right. Mm. Hmm. I don't know. 
I'm still kind of debating on are they ever going to close the gap on a mid-level or an entry-level radio. Dude, I'm right there with you, Gooch. Come on. You know, because... That's you know, a big the- pill to swallow. Hey, dude, well, get hold, on, hold on, hold on. What do you consider to be mid-level? Because let's be honest, the V-Control Classic started at 725, and the ones that were color were like 8-something, 8, 850. Mm-hmm. So then the touch came in at 1,200. Mm-hmm. So what would be considered mid-level? You know what I mean? So, can I, so I don't think I'm, I'm looking at mid-level to me is from a pricing standpoint. Right. right? Okay. Se- seven to 800 bucks, somewhere in Whoa. there. Oh, okay. five to six. But okay. Yeah, I'm with you, Scott. I would say even lower, like something yeah. more in the competition round of, of where uh, Spectrum is, especially if you're trying to get somebody in the hobby and it's like well dude buy a 1200 radio $1,200 radio uh yeah no thanks no thanks yeah i can't People tell you how many times that happens in the field someone's like hey what radio are you flying i'm like picado he's like oh it's like no just spectrum's good <laughs> like, yeah. i try and sell them on it i'm like don't, don't want this not unless they're like really into it right Most of the guys are just like i fly airplanes now and you know i want to get into helicopter I'm like cool what you gotta work yeah don't, don't sure. blow twelve hundred dollars on a radio Right. That you also can't get right now. Don't don't commit just yet. Yeah. See yeah. if you like it first. <laughs> yeah, if you're addicted, awesome, worth every penny. Right. If you're not, mm, there's other options. And that's what I did. Yeah, because I was like, I was thinking like an entry level for a helicopter for a radio would be more between like three to five hundred, and then you go seven to eight hundred for mid, and then twelve hundred and above is the high end stuff. I mean, is it? Exactly that. No, but I'm, I'm, you know, to me, the, the something that's more than the classic, but less than the, uh, the, the touch for features and, yeah. and opportunity, you know, like that's, it's kind of hard because it's not like a set, like a 700 bucks or 800. I'm looking at, you know, specs and also price. Right, know? right. So I don't know. Uh, it's hard to tell because they even had what was it the power system? Yeah, that they were that talking was, about. Is that it? Is that it? Right. Yeah. yeah. Maybe finally, like three years later. Yeah. No, it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> They're no. not quite letting us into the 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 secret vault. No, uh, I got to I got to see behind the door on that one. It's it's not that. Okay. Hmm. So I, I don't know. Like it's hard to tell what this. I'm I'm excited to see what it is. So, you know, I, hopefully I don't <laughs> pass out or die between now and then because I would yeah. like to see what it is. I don't. Hard to tell. Is it just um, going to be wah 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 wah? Yeah. Well, the thing is, is like Kyle said, is like the way they worded that announcement. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look, you know, helicopters, V bar. V-bar control radio. Mm-hmm. So I would think it would be something completely that you know different than those three things. Mm-hmm. But what would it be? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, so I'll get Brian on the phone and ask him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so yeah, but that's about it for Vatisat. Some All helicopters, right. some secrets that will be released the day that we release this show. So check it out. I'm Excited. sure it's going to be yeah. plastered all over. 
yeah mikado news sure so that's all i got all right let's uh take a short break and we'll be right back innovation Shatter your limits. Become a legend. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, as mentioned before, we have a very special guest with us. We have Mr. Daryl Thorpe all the way from L.A. And uh, Daryl, we appreciate you coming on the show, but you're going to have to tell us about this dump truck name. <laughs> so let's just get oh, right into yeah. it. Do it. I, well, I mean, it basically, it, it's there's the list of questions. I guess I'm just going to go right into the Do it. questions without you guys asking me the questions, correct? Okay. We just did. Dump truck. Can I just can I just put myself on mute and you just run the show? Sure. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Night. Night. Good night. Uh uh Dump Truck was a name given to me by a very famous musician. And how he came up with Dump Truck, I'm not really sure, but it does coincide with my initials, DT. <laughs> I have to ask yeah. him, why did he why do you what, where did Dump Truck yeah. come from? I don't know. I just <laughs> thought of it. Probably is what I'll say. Are you not going to say who it was? I, no, it's for later. Hint? Yeah. Okay. I mean, so was, you're DT and he's DG. I mean, you know, DG? whatever. Yeah. Well, actually, he's D fucking G. D fucking. Ooh. So DFG. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I don't want any D's fucking G. I'm good. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, if you're not going to tell us, we'll move on. So, uh, we've already mentioned, of course, where you are from, but uh, where in L.A. are you from? Like, where do you live in L.A.? Tell us. I live in, uh, it's, the town is called Torrance, which is like the southwest part of Torrance. Um, I border, uh, but there's another, like Redondo Beach, Hermosa Beach, and uh, Palos Verdes, which is the fancy area of where we live. And then there's Manhattan Beach, and it's... It's um, it's kind of removed from the the chaos of what is Hollywood. Okay, um, a little more quiet. It's a lot more quiet, a lot more chill, like, like a, a beach town chill vibe, but still not as it's it's not nearly as chill as like what San Diego is. It's still pretty hustle and bustle. Okay, did you uh, say Manhattan Beach, but in California? Yeah, yeah. Huh. Well, and Manhattan Beach is famous because that's where. So many athletes train for um, uh, obviously beach volleyball was born in Manhattan Beach, and that's sold. where a lot. Huh? <laughs> I moved. I'm sold. Yeah, there you go. And the, a lot of uh, Olympians train there still. Uh, the Kings train there. The Lakers train there. 
Um, I know, uh, like football players, especially like Brady, comes out here and works with quarterback coaches. That are all that uh, they're all around here. It's crazy in the South Ooh. Bay. Brady, never never heard of her. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Tom Brady. Is she yep. pretty? Very. <laughs> and rich. And rich. Ooh, sign me up. Yep. So yeah, that's where I live. Okay. Nice. So, you know, you probably gotta like be a millionaire to live in California, right? Close. Close. What <laughs> what do you do to make that million dollars? Uh I work in the music business as a recording engineer. I generally record and mix albums or songs for artists, bands, whoever whoever's paying the che- whoever's writing the check pretty much. That's nice. what I do. That's a good, good, you know, mission statement. Yeah, they might pay me, and we'll right. record something. Okay, and I do. <laughs> I'll do a little bit of like film and TV stuff here and there, but it doesn't happen very often. Uh, you know, one of the things. Oh yeah, because uh, I I started the pre production stuff on that new Elvis movie that's coming out soon. Ooh. Oh, nice. That was fun. That's, that's that was pretty fun. neat. Yeah, because yeah, I learned a lot good. about Elvis, and then also we kind of got really geeky on the. The technology side of how they recorded in 1950 it was, it was kind of cool. Hmm. Well, cool. what inspired you to get into that profession? Uh, I'm a guitar player, a terrible, terrible guitar player by trade. And, so is um, Kevin. Right? It's true. It's true. Um, <laughs> it's true. I wanted to be an artist i wanted to be a musician but i felt like my skill set wasn't good enough so i felt like i would probably starve to death so but hey i was very interested in a tree like how how do people make records i remember just sitting around as a kid listening to album after album after album song after song going, man how the, how the hell do they do this yeah and that that's what got me and then uh, originally eventually i got involved with the sound department at my church where i used to go as a kid and um, the, um, the guy who started teaching me, funny enough, uh, I'm friends with him still to this day. He, uh, and we chat, he's, he's kind of super proud of bragging rights about my success. I trained that kid. So <laughs> yeah, man. That's nice. so cool. And by the way, Scott, that's uh that's failed musician for you. Okay. Oh, I'm <laughs> yeah. not bad, not bad. get it right. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You're the Daryl. Yeah. Field position. Mm. Aren't we all? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Pretty much engineer. That? I mean, engineers at a, as a general, we're all failed musicians. That's what we are. Yeah. I never tried, but. Well, okay. <laughs> so what you're telling oh, me? Oh, different, different kind of engineer. I got you. So what you're telling us? You're like the dentist of doctors, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because they say that. You know, dentists are usually felled out doctors out of med school. Or, or a, like a uh, helicopter pilot in the Navy. Most of those are just washed out <laughs> jet pilots that couldn't make jet it. Pilot, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you were in the Navy, yeah. weren't you? Yeah. Yeah, four awesome. years. Thank you wow. for the serve, for your service. Thank you. No, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I washed out from helicopter piloting right into the studio business. Right <laughs> oh, uh, thank you for your service. Darryl. Thank you. Yes, thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you. All right. Stay humble. How do you stay humble? Because you're, you're so famous amongst those friends. 
Uh, I don't know about famous, but. Well, yeah, I know your name. Well, thank <laughs> you. Well, I know your name. Nah, <laughs> send you junk mail. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, <sighs> I don't know. It, it the the one thing I could say is it it's it's similar to how the hobby is, like the this the RC hobby is in the same fact. Like I was talking about earlier in the show that I went to Nam this past weekend. Well, years and years ago, I think it was maybe six or seven years ago before we had uh, Charles. Um, I took my wife to a Nam sh- one day at the Nam show, and she was just like, "Oh, I don't know about this." But um, man, we met twenty of my. She met twenty of my colleagues slash friends, and she was like, "Oh my gosh, you're." the people you work with are so nice. And I was like, I know I'm, I feel like we're really lucky. And, um, I, I think that's how you stay humble in it because, uh, there's no, there, there's plenty enough to go around and there's no, there's no reason to have any kind of competition or anything like that. So it just keeps you grounded. And, um, but I, I, I I'm aware of what I do and who I work with, but, um, you know, it's my job and my passion. So, and I'm just fortunate enough to be doing it, quite frankly. It is awesome. You know, twice now when you said you went to Nam, I was like, dude, this guy went to Vietnam for one day. <laughs> That's funny right there. <laughs> I know how to like... work the system. Yeah, when you wash out as a pilot <laughs> in Nam. Go back in time. <laughs> so obviously you have, you know, uh, gone to some of the ceremonies and things like that uh, in, in lieu of your career, but uh, do you still get starstruck by these people? I mean, you know, when you're brushing shoulders with some of these folks that you, you know, have the fortunate time to work with, I mean, does it ever still just feel unreal to you? Do you, do you still get starstruck? Yes, I try to keep it uh, professional in the situation in the environment um uh but then there's sometimes you're like man this is fucking d fucking g <laughs> he's like Can yeah you sign my left ass <laughs> <laughs> please sign my booby or uh i mean i remember a couple of days into not name dropping sir paul mccartney's album that i mm. engineered That's watching amazing. him play the bass, you know, that bass and going, you know, and I kind of snapped out of my professional mode for a minute and I just went, holy shit, that's Paul McCartney playing his fucking bass right in front of me. <laughs> that's um, so amazing. There, there's moments like that. There's moments like with, I mean, dude, watching Dave Grohl play drums is just like a whole other level of religious experience. In it's person, just is, no less. Yeah, it's like, it's just like, oh my God, he's one of the best rock drummers that have ever walked the planet. And, 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 and it, it's just the reality. It's the truth. From, I've seen it firsthand. It's just so insane how insane of a, how amazing he is as a drummer. Travis Barker just unsubscribed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lars Ulrich uh, is out. So, so there's, there's moments like that where I'm like, oh my God. But, yeah. you know, but at the same token, I get like the... Um, I worked on uh, Barry Gibbs solo record that came out what, two years ago now, and then one of the it was a it was a, co- a collaboration record, and one of the guests was Keith Urban, and okay. Nicole Kidman stopped by, 
And I just could not stop staring at her. She's just absolutely stunning in person. So it, there's moments like that that happen. Sure. I'm talking to Nicole Kidman about <laughs> barbecuing in Australia right now. Like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> so I do want to. I do want to ask this also. It well, unless to also sort of clear up with our audience here that uh, it's not like you work under the umbrella of a music studio. Like you're going to a place that you work, quote unquote. Correct. You are actually sort of independent contract kind of thing. But so essentially what you were doing is going to Dave Grohl's house in his own personal studio, correct? Uh, his, well, his person, not at his house, at his studio. Well, the, the quote unquote, the Foo Fighters studio. Okay. That they have. Which is so, like a massive compound, which a lot of artists that their size have. Okay. For storage. Sure. Gear storage, tour storage, happens to be a studio, happens to be a rehearsal space. Like it holds many, has many functions. Right. So when you walk in there and you see, you know, of course the console and, and whatever, because my understanding that console is pretty special too, right? It has history. Oh yeah. So that console that the Foo Fighters own is, was, came from Sound City and Dave Grohl made a, Dave made a documentary about that console, yes. which is pretty amazing. And that console itself recorded Nirvana's Nevermind. It also did uh, the first Rage Against the Machine record. Right. No that. way. Yeah. 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 So there's not, and and not only is there history with that certain type of recording console. Uh, in the '70s, when you bought a recording console from only a handful of companies that were making them. You kind of just said, well, I need this, 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 and this, and this. And they went, okay, we'll build it. Be back mm. to you soon. Um, whereas today, you can kind of you can kind of just call Sweetwater and say, hey, give me a console. And they're like, how big you want it? Right. And they'll ship it out. It, it's, it's not that simple, but it kind of is. Um, so that, the Sound City console, it's, that thing just, oh my God, it sounds so good. So being an audio engineer, I'm sure that's like, that's your own personal Disneyland at that point. You're like, that is my own personal Disneyland. Yeah. And there's, I think there's (laughs) pictures of me on Facebook. With your feet on the console? With my feet (laughs) on the console. What a dick. What a dick. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I got scolded. (laughs) There was an amazing, um, one of the probably the most decorated recording engineers in history. His name was Al Schmidt. He started in the late sixties, I believe. And, uh, you name it, that guy has worked with that artist. You literally beach boys, Paul McCartney, just, you name it. Well, someone tagged him in a photo that I posted of me with my feet on. And he just fucking went on this like three paragraph rant, like just, scolding the shit out of me and i, I kind of took it as like oh wow now schmidt's scolding me right now this is kind of cool i like it i'm still gonna put my feet on the console but fuck it <laughs> renegade style like totally it. totally oh my gosh and then to go back to you know for me who remembers uh the original dukes of hazard yeah yeah i remember it, yeah mm-hmm. uh, you know uh john schneider yeah exactly john schneider is a musician and he, I was on a session. He walked in the studio and, um, oh, hi, I'm John. 
uh, 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 I'm, 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 I'm Daryl, <laughs> your engineer. <laughs> I mean, dude, that That's was a big crazy. one. Yeah. You probably have a lot of those situations that you could probably be like, oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Prince was one of them. I met him on the Grammy stage and he's notoriously, awesome. yeah, he's notoriously crazy. So <laughs> I just, I just, hi, I'm Daryl. Oh, right. Nice, nice to meet you. And then I ran. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Can we, can we back that up for a second? The Grammy stage. Yeah. Uh, how many Grammys do you have? 10, <laughs> but I'm not counting. Yeah. Right. Oh, Not counting. Lord True. have mercy. Yeah. I think like this is like celebrity to a new level, huh? I mean, dump trucks getting busy. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, I just won. I won my tenth, which is very bittersweet. My tenth with Foo Fighters for Medicine at Midnight. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. Congrats. I'm yeah, sure that takes definitely. a lot of work. You know, like, you know, I I get a little, you know, award certificate. I'm like, oh, cool, thanks, but. To get to that level where you're internationally recognized, right? Yeah, that's yeah. What it is. and to be honest, though, you have—I mean, when you're working on a record, you have no idea if, let alone, you're going to get nominated. Right. Sure. But then to win is like a whole other aspect of like, holy shit, really? That just really happened. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that just really fucking happened. Um. Because it's, I mean, there's something like 6,000, no, more than 60,000 submitted wow. pieces of work in, in the Grammy categories per, per calendar year. That's crazy. At, yeah, out of 60,000, I won. And, and my average is pretty good. I've been nominated 11 times, and I've won 10. That's amazing. Nice. Yeah, yeah. That's really cool. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm, I'm more of a, you know, like, you know, I've never been to LA, so I'm more of a. I live. I I know LA through movies, right? Yeah. You know, yes, or you, you know, reality yes, TV. So, give us. I'm curious. Best part of living in LA, and the worst part of living in LA. Uh, the best part of living in LA is the weather. Okay. Um, San Diego weather is probably a little bit better than LA weather, but it's still pretty fucking good here. And um, sushi. <laughs> oh, yeah, now you're talking oh, dude, about yeah. If you guys, any of you mofos, come to LA, I will pick you up to the airport. I'll pick you up from LAX and drive you to the best sushi spot. That'll just you'll be like, what? What? What am I eating? This can't be fish. And like, no, it's, that's it's just insanity. How much? Uh, like hole in the wall joints, the popular joints, that some of the more famous joints are incredible. Some of the hole in the wall places are insane. There's a place that's two blocks away from my house in Redondo beach. That's incredible. Um, mm. it's just bizarre how good it is. And, uh, um, so the food is, is one thing for me that I enjoy. I really, really enjoy living here because of the food, um, options. Yeah, um, sure. Are in, especially if you're a, you have a strict diet, it's, you, turn left or turn right and it'll some you'll find some place that's really good and mm. meet your needs yeah mm. um yeah new york um, is like that too where it's like yes it's just, everybody's yeah. competing with each other you know they're trying kind to out of. you know and but at least new york you know like new york has good sushi but their pizza is just a whole other level sure 
And then again, I I was the last time I was in New York with the Foo Fighters. Funny enough, um, there was a, a Chinese place two doors down, and I yelped it, and it had amazing Yelp reviews. And I had lunch, and it was incredible. Probably one of the best meals I've had ever had. So, <laughs> was it two doors down, or was it three doors down? Oh. I think it was two doors down. No, uh, no, three doors down. Oh, can you can you clear those jokes with us before, Kyle? Please. <laughs> to be completely fair, Kyle, it would have been something I would have said if I was on if you if I was interviewing you. He's. Pr- <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I've been trying to find this picture of your feet on that board, and you have put your feet on every damn board that you have. Fuck yeah, right? I have. <laughs> I have about seven photos of your sneakers. Yes, keep it going. That's right. Uh, my favorite one was I went into a studio that I've only worked at once in Nashville, and it was not our uh, choice pick. Everything else was was booked. We couldn't get into. And so as soon as I walked in, man. I saw right on the center of the console, no food or drinks on console. So what do I do? I put my fucking coffee and my donut on the console. And I took a picture and I posted it. There you go. <laughs> Is that like a thing in the industry? Like, fuck your console. Is that like a thing? Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> nice. It's That's just so funny. Awesome. Uh, breaking all the rules. <laughs> breaking all the rules. My dog. Trust me, a lot of rules have been broken in the studio long before me. I'm sure. I can only yes. imagine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Well, what about uh, family? What do you have uh, when you're done uh, mixing music all day? What do you have uh, waiting for you at home? Uh, my wife and my five-year-old son. Oh, wow. Wait for me nice. at home. No. He keeps us busy. Is that an understatement? Does he have <laughs> yeah. any interest in flying at all? No, not yet. He sees my helis hanging on the wall, and he'll talk. He'll ask me about them once in a while. But mm-hmm. uh, no, he's into dinosaurs. He wants things that kill Hell you. Yeah, yeah, my nice. dog. That's cool. Yeah, dinosaurs and dragons. Yes, it yeah. nice. fire he's... kill you, eat you, kill you. That's poison <laughs> shooting kill you. Yeah, um, perfect. And he's right he's now, buddies he's, with Chris he's, Pratt. He's uh, uh, he's been getting into plants. So we, we've been going down to like Lowe's and Home Depot and buying like a couple plants and then get put in a pod or blah, blah, blah. But he was adamant about, got to get a Venus flytrap. Oh, yeah. One more thing that kills you. Great. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, oh, Charles, look at these pretty flowers, you know, petunias, blah, blah, blah. No, cactus, thorns, poison. Yeah. 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 Well, I want that. <laughs> I like this kid. <laughs> yeah. I like this kid already. Charles Jesus, wants them my way. favorite. <laughs> oh, you know, He's I one. never. I, I never, uh, um, the, the worst part of LA, the fucking traffic. Mm. <laughs> Just like in the movies, right? <laughs> oh, movies don't do it best. Well, Oof. not to bring the show down and, and be all depressing, but the string of tents I've heard is getting like insane out of control Insanity. there too. Insanity. Yeah. Yeah. Which is it's bad. Better. Yeah. Did you ever go out to uh, to L.A.? Me, no. I've been to San Diego, though. That's right. Because w- wasn't your sister-in-law out there? Yeah, my sister-in-law and brother-in-law live there. Yeah. That's she right. She's an actress, so she uh, she's doing her thing. But, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I already told Daryl that. I was like, listen, you know, the next time you go to Nam, you know, I want to go. 
I'll get you everybody a pass. Yeah. I would be yeah. that starstruck too. Like, I'd be like, oh my God, it's fucking John Petrucci. Holy shit. <laughs> you know, oh yeah I mean fucking Kirk Hammond are you serious fuck no I don't, I don't even know if he goes to that but there's some like dudes uh, like one dude who is um, the maybe like marketing manager for Fishman Pickups his name is Ken Susie. he's from the band Unearth, and he's there all the time and yeah I'd probably be starstruck around that dude he's way cooler than I am but uh, well you'll definitely see that at Ham. yeah yeah he's he's a super cool dude uh, then some of the YouTubers, I'm sure I would probably recognize a few that I watch, you know, because they're all there too from the media aspect. Well, yeah, you can just go to the guitar bass floor and then just get lost. Forever. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. You'd have to come collect me. <laughs> They'll kick you out eventually. <laughs> yeah. You should, yeah. You should go in disguise as Bruno. Yeah. <laughs> so here's a good question. Uh, have you ever talked about the RC helicopter hobby with any of your clients? I mean, like Dave, for example, or, you know, whoever. I mean, like, have you ever had those conversations with them or? Yeah. Um, right when I started the first record with the Foo Fighters is when I kind of skipping ahead of questions, by the way. But right when I started with the Foo Fighters, which was Concrete and Gold, we started that in December of uh, doing the math. 2016 yeah yeah 20 december of 2016 um i was realizing the advancements in in helicopter technology and so i just i got i got in and i started and now we went to uh um the studios called east west which has changed hands ownership over the course of the years but the the big room was built by uh, a pioneer in in my industry his name was bill putnam um and in fact we use some of the same technology that he invented back in the 60s to record with because it sounds amazing so anywho this room at studio one we the foo fighters decided to book for four months i think it was well it's massive and so when I walked in there, and I, I've worked in there before, but when I walked in there and I was kind of like getting back in the hobby, and, and mind you, back th- when I was back starting the hobby, I, I pretty much just had like a Blade 130S. And I was like, well, guess what Daryl's doing on his fucking break time? <laughs> 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 and so the guys just saw me flying around and I bought a couple of like mini, mini drones, but, but not the, uh, more like the, the racing style guys uh, and we're flying them in there. And then I, I, I think I bought uh, a couple of one twenties and with a transmitter because a couple of the guys who work tech for the foos were like, Oh, let me have a try Daryl. Sure. You know, and just cr- crash it and blah, right. blah. So they've seen me do my thing, okay. and then I've shown him photos and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, that's super cool. Hmm. And then, uh, then my one friend, uh, there's a his name is Nigel Godrich. Nigel's like the uh, the unofficial sixth member of Radiohead. Okay. And I met Nigel years ago, but. Nigel went to a, a hobby shop one day, and I have no idea what it was. And he started building this heli, and it took him 
mind you, this was back in 2003 or four. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It took him forever to build it. And then he finally got electricity to it and he went outside to spin it up and just fucking wrecked it. Of course. Within nice. seconds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he had the massive smile on his face. And so I just remember him building that. I was like, oh, wow, that's kind of cool. And then, um, you know, a couple years later, I walked into a hobby shop and was like, oh, let me get that blade something, something right there. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, let's reel her back on track. Okay. So, uh, do you have time to travel with your family or anything? And if so, what's your most memorable vacation or work trip? Work trip? Yeah. Uh, yeah, or vacation or work trip, whatever. Um, I used to travel a lot for work. Um, man, I have so many... Uh, Vacations wise, yeah. I mean, it, it's funny. Vacations with me and the missus were just like we loved. We loved to just get out of town and go down to San Diego for a couple of days and just reset. That was always a fun thing for us to do. Uh, but for me, like traveling for work, um, I spent. I think I'd spent seven months in London with Radiohead, and then maybe four or five months with on a separate trip with Paul McCartney. So I became pretty well versed with with london and also i made some amazing friends there who i haven't seen in years which stinks and then on another couple of projects i was in paris for not all together but maybe close to close to a year so i have good friends in paris as well um which so there's always those trips uh and then the last trip for me, man, was a lot of fun, was uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame when the Foo Fighters were inducted in the Hall of Fame. Um, they brought me along, um, which was rad because the, the trip itself was good. They played a secret show, which was a lot of fun. Um, my very good friend who I met in the Navy and his wife live uh, outside of Cleveland, and uh, their two girls are my, my goddaughters. So I got to see them on, you know, Got to travel, uh, getting paid, see my goddaughters. Not a bad deal. And then, yeah. uh, and then the party after the ceremony was just so much fun. Um, that was a good time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not Cleveland, but you know, just the whole atmosphere, right? Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. No, it's very um, like I, I'm gonna have to make it to the Rock and Roll Hall. Yeah, thing. you should, man. You know, and what surprised me the most was uh, LL Cool J was inducted that uh, that round as well, and he performed for about he did like a medley as well. He was like ten or fifteen minutes long. But dude, LL Cool J can fucking bring it! Like holy crap, Hmm. that guy needs to stop acting and go back to performing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right, so let's let's get a little bit more serious. This is a helicopter podcast. We got to ask you some helicopter questions. Do we though? Can we? We can't keep talking about you know Foo Fighters. I mean, oh lord, no. Look, who's who's star starstruck now? Oh, dude, I'd freaking shit my pants. Um, confession mm. to the what? Yeah. <laughs> oh well, man. Oh, okay. Do you before we get into heli stuff? Do you want a story? Yes. Kevin? Can I'm we ready. can we put it on air or no? Yes. Fucking do it. Okay. Hell yes. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, cause I wrote some down because I, I were, somebody like, Hey, tell us a story. I'm like, uh, yeah, like, which but one? this is the most, 
the, to me, this is the most rock star story I could ever rock star story tell you. Awesome. And it was, and it happened in front of my eyes. Um, do you guys know about how dairy is bad for a singer? Do you understand that concept? Nope. Dairy is bad for a singer. I've never heard that. No. Okay. Dairy. Yeah. Dairy is one of the worst things as a singer you could do, especially before a performance. Hours before a performance, it's just no bueno. Because what happens when you eat dairy? It just coats your throat. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so the the fortunate fact that the very very cool thing about Foo Fighters is is there's a massive food budget. So we pretty much just like oh sushi tonight, sure. Steaks tomorrow, heck yeah. And that's we just ate extremely well throughout the entire project. And I, I'm talking about like Concrete and Gold, the uh, first record I did with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we had just finished our dinner. David said, I want to sing tonight. Okay, cool. So uh, we finish eating. I go in the control room and I start prepping for him to uh, start singing away on whatever song it was that he wanted to sing on. And um, so I'm sitting there at the computer and I'm prepping stuff. And then um, I go, milkshake. And then, um, <laughs> my assistant goes, heck yeah. And then uh, the other engineer goes, oh, please. And then another guy in the room goes, yes. And then Dave walks in the door. What's going on? Milkshake. Heck yeah, I'll hit that shit. Mind you, <laughs> he wants to go sing. So we, uh, so two blocks down was a, then a Baskin Robbins. And me being greedy that I am, I was like, give me the large. Which a large at Baskin Robbins is basically two gallons of ice cream with a little bit of milk stirred up. I mean, it's just insane. So we all got large, larges. And then we sit in the control room and slurp our gluttony down. And then Dave polishes his off. And then he goes, whose stupid idea was this to order milkshakes tonight? And I was like, well, it was mine. He was like, ah, God, never again. Okay, I'm going to go sing. Wait, I got to smoke first. Okay. Jesus. Oh God. So then he goes, <laughs> smokes a cigarette after his two gallons of milkshake, and then he goes out and he starts screaming because the song's a screaming song. And it literally took him about two minutes to clear the phlegm, which any other singer in their right mind would have been like, no, I just screwed myself. There's no way I can, heck I can sing tonight. It's just not going to happen. But no, man, he went out there and <clears throat> one more time. Ah, one more time ah, and then we were singing away and i was there i was just like that was the most rock star thing i'd ever seen in my life like every <laughs> i i kid you not any other singer would have been like no i can't no i shouldn't have done the dairy no 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 but he was just like nope i'm singing yeah milkshake cigarette right a crown i'm That's singing it. let's that rip it. it so and he ripped it and we finished the song <laughs> so well the okay so let's be fair it was yeah. a screamy song. Yeah, I mean, which true. the phlegm sort of lends to that. A little. I mean, but... you know, like death metal singers are probably like, yo, dog, two gallons of ice cream, let's do this. <laughs> no, you know? not like that. Most death metal singers are like squirting, uh, uh, what's the throat spray? <laughs> Seriously. And, yeah, throat spraying chloroseptic and drinking um, throat croak, which is like licorice tea. Ugh. I kid you not, Kevin. Mm, not this guy. Mm. No, not Dave. No, he's like, I'll, 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 I'll drink a whole milkshake, smoke a cigarette, and do a shot, and then go sing. 
Yeah. Freaking love it. <laughs> and then the next night after dinner, guess what happened? More singing. I said milkshake. Oh, <laughs> and then Dave goes, hell yeah, I'll hit that shit again. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, that's commitment love it. you know he he that, had a plan but milkshakes i mean yeah. brings all the boys to the that yard. is rock yeah. yeah that is rock that's awesome that is so cool so it's oh, down to earth right. guys yep yeah. all right i all right gooch fine ask your questions <laughs> <laughs> so this is kind of this next question is kind of already been answered kind of yeah earlier but when and how did you get into hell like what made you go i'm gonna go throw a bunch of money out the door for <laughs> helicopters well like i said it was the funny enough it was the nigel influence my friend nigel who okay. is extremely jealous i send him pe- pictures all the time oh wow and he's always like oh my god seriously and um um he lives in london so the last time he was here he was like dude can we meet up and can you take me to the field and it's like yeah of course and it just never happened for whatever reason. Rodeo. But he was the one who got me. Rodeo. Let's do this. Yeah. I'll, 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 let me text him, figure out when he's coming into town next. Um, do it. And, I mean, I started, like, I think so many start with the gateway drug of Blade. Mm. And um, I had, I, I think I bought the. I don't remember what it was, the Blade Coaxial Heli. Right. And I just yeah. hovered that thing for hours. The in MCX? My yeah. Just hours. I bought a bunch of batteries so I could just keep charge and fly, charge and fly, charge and fly. And so when I wasn't working at the studio for 16 hours a day back then, I was in my apartment watching horrible television, flying my stupid little uh, Blade helicopter around. And then, you know, and then I progressed and I got something bigger and something bigger all the way up until I had a, I had a Blade 400. And that was the one that put a bad taste in my mouth for a couple of years. Hmm. Um, well, because I, I, no one had said and no one kind of s- said, you know, hey, you've got this machine that does fly by the way but maybe you should go find some people that also do the same thing and they can point you some tricks and tips to get it in the air and um i didn't do that i didn't sort of realize that that was an option for whatever reason um until i took a break and then i resumed back in the hobby and i uh in 2016 uh, bought a blade again, but this time fly barless, which was a completely different feel, the way to fly. And, uh, but then I was lucky enough, I guess you could say that, Hey, there's, there's guys around here that, that fly helicopters as well and do the same thing. And so I started researching and I found a field close to my house and another field close to my house. So, um, that's what, that's what I did. I went to the field every weekend and, and every, when I could and with work and stuff and, and started flying and it was amazing because I, I was i was so timid intimidated these guys were out here with 550 600 700s da 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 flying around zipping around and here's me with my little blade and but but it wasn't it was never like oh get that piece of shit out of here 
It was like, yeah, dude, your turn. Go up. Yeah, yeah. Do it. It's it's always been that attitude, which is just it's amazing, you know. Sure. So that's how I uh, that's how I got started. Nice. That's awesome. So what's in your current fleet? Okay, currently I have an XL Power 550 V1, and uh, my second, my first 700 that I got was a XL V1 700, which, man, I really love flying that thing. It's so much fun. And um, then... Sometime early last year, I remember when the timing was, I bought my first SAB. I bought the RAW. Um, yes. The RAW was the, the yeah, the RAW when, he, for whatever reason, I was, you know, the, the couple of guys, like uh, the freefall guys always ask, you know, the pot and boom or uh, fuselage style. And oh right! It, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, I I don't know why. Like certain models of the SABs never really appealed to me. But then when the raw came out, I was like, oh, want and uh, man, I, I I made the right decision there because that sucker is fun to fly. It's nice. it's really um, it's been a lot of fun. I'm I'm so glad I made that purchase. And then um, I have a Kraken 580 sitting behind me that has about four bolts left to put into it. Put them in right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I really can't walk and chew gum at the same time. So. <laughs> huh. um, and then I have a Kraken S, which is being built for me by Adam. Oh, nice. Nice. He does that a lot. Yeah, uh, you know, I I need to call him because I'd never negotiated a fee, so it could be the price tag could be going up as we speak right now. Hmm. And then, and then, um, can I just say the the Kraken S was a, a surprise purchase? Like, don't we all say that in the hobby? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, um, purely accidental. It just it just happens. Yeah. yeah so Black Friday with last year, Black Friday was coming up, and I told myself like uh, I'm gonna buy a heli. I'm just I'm I've got cash stuffed away in the old PayPal account and buy myself a heli. Looking around, what do I want? What do I want? Well, you know, maybe I should just go ahead and get like another uh, like a Kraken or something like that, or let's, let's stick with another SAB on this next one. Okay, cool. So. Uh, Black Friday comes around. I pull the trigger on the 580. Great. Okay, cool. Happy joy, joy. I got a 580. But no, the S is only a little <laughs> bit more. <laughs> just, I mean, it's just, let me do the numbers one more time, even though I've already ran the numbers a thousand fucking times. Just one more time. Uh, no, just, just, just be happy with what you have. The 580 is going to be great. Da, 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 da. Kyle, I even talked to you about it once and you were like, oh yeah, it's going to be, you're going to love it. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> then I'm home. Ding. Oh, BK. Click. Two codes. Two codes only. 20% off. A crack and S. <laughs> Act fast. Well. <laughs> Tell me you want code that. accepted. Yes. Shit. <laughs> Credit card information. 
da, da, da. Meanwhile, Rachel's my wife's yelling at me about the laundry or something as I'm feverishly type pounding in my credit card number, <laughs> waiting for it, and then boom! You just brought a Kraken S. Thank you for your business. And I'm just like, <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck. I just bought a Kraken S. Fuck. Uh, but it's so good looking. It's going to yeah. be amazing. <laughs> yeah. And and mind you, little, I just gave the box, the kit to Adam like a couple days ago. Uh, I really, really wanted to build it myself, but I just, uh, I didn't want another situation of like how long it's taking me to build the 580. So I was just eh, let Adam build it and I'll be flying it in a couple weeks. So, nice. And Very he, cool. he does a great, the, the, the build just looks amazing. Don't so, fuck cause it he up, built Adam. my raw as well. Don't fuck it up, Adam. He won't. He's fine. <laughs> He's fine. So yeah. <laughs> and then I have a raw 580 sitting in the box underneath my feet mm. Mm. that needs to turn into a puma i think it does let's make it known mm. now daryl's okay. selling his inbox raw 580 yeah the only thing i've done is opened it up just to look just to at sniff it. to funnel the it's, canopy d- yes yeah mm. well no i didn't pull it out i literally not not like that not like that <laughs> 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 let me uh let me know what you want for it yeah. Ooh, man, sold already. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, well, here's yeah. the, the problem, though, Scott, is like shipping costs nowadays are so. Mm. You know what I mean? It's all right. You could fly here and hang out with us and just bring it. It's fine. <laughs> I can do that. There you go. All right. All right. We'll talk. Mm. So, yeah, that's my fleet. Nice. Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to, yeah, I, I really, 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 because I was having a great conversation with uh, another friend of mine at uh, the Carson Field where I fly. I'm lucky enough that I live close to two fields. One, I run. Uh, but it is a very not typical field for just, it's, it's close, it's there, it's convenient. I can go there anytime I want and just in two hours just, flight, 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 because there's nobody else around. It's just that kind of situation. And at the moment, I think there's only 12 active members in my club. Uh, But then I generally go to Carson, which is only 30 minutes away from me. And that's more of a couple guys usually there on the Saturdays and Sundays and hang and the usual usual suspects and a couple of really good pilots and great guys and always fun to pick their brains and chat with them. So, yeah. Such as such as who? Who do you find yourself flying with then? Um, um, uh, Brian Simeone. Oh, is, Brian. Brian's yeah, good. Brian's great, and man, he's been in the hobby for ten or twelve, ten or twelve years, something like that. And mm-hmm. um, he, um, and he's he's actually really fun to watch fly. He's a great pilot. Um, and then, uh, James Cadiz, who he hasn't been around much since COVID hit, but, uh, I used to hang out with James Cadiz all the time. Um, that's awesome. I did. I, yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize he was, for some reason I thought he was up Northern California. I didn't realize he no, was he's, down, yeah. uh, no, he's long, long. He lives in Long Beach. Oh, wow. And then, um, so it's kind of right up the street for him. Yeah. 
Now, do you guys fly year-round, more or less? Oh, yes. That's awesome. Year-round. <laughs> uh, I don't even like I don't even like saying it to you guys, but it, it was really funny. It was Black Friday. A couple years ago, we were all at the field, and it was 80. And I think Brian, I'll throw Brian on the bus. I think he made the comment of like, what's this shit people say about flying weather? <laughs> not cool, man. Not cool. Not cool. Yeah. Not cool. Way to kick us, kick us Northerners down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, but in in my defense, so Gooch, I pay a lot of money to fly here every year. <laughs> yeah, you do. His yeah. dues are steep. Yeah, yeah. the dues are yeah. bonkers. <laughs> yeah. What are, what are like club dues out there? Uh, at my club that I manage is I just charge twenty a head. It which That's not bad. Which seems to be plenty of money to keep keeping the kitty to pay for the AMA registration every year. Mm-hmm. And then our the Carson Club is 50, I believe, because uh, we're Carson Field, funny enough, is owned by, the property is owned by uh, a business who has several large uh, manufacturing buildings around that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And so we have to kick in to pay to keep the maintenance of the field up. Which, not bad. yeah, which isn't that much money, but still, we got to make sure to keep it groomed, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, because uh, mm-hmm. the LA Fire Department, when because of our, I'm sure you guys have seen on the news when we get when it's dry as it is right now and fires mm-hmm. start, they're pretty, they're on you if they wa- drive by a big field that's overgrown with dry, dry grass, they'll they'll find you hard, quick. Yeah. So. So it's all just California taxes that kill you guys. <laughs> yeah, taxes, housing, gas, traffic. <clears throat> yeah, like um, pretty much every house in LA that's if if the house is listed for a million dollars, you're probably going to have to spend one point two or one point three to get the house. That's crazy. Oh yeah, man. No. hard pass. Hard pass. Yep. Yeah. We just yep. add a uh what is it? It's six thousand square feet, five bedroom, five bath house on five acres that listed for nine hundred thousand. I'll like, take it. Yeah. Sign like, me up. I can afford that. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like crazy. And it's got everything you ever want. I mean it's got like movie theater, bowling alley. Yeah. You know, pool. Whatever. Everything. You know, it's crazy. <laughs> Let me just dig out some spare change out of my couch real quick and I'll put it down. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. Ta- taxes is like ten thousand dollars a year. So the house down the street from me, there uh a couple doors down, a uh a couple they bought this house with the intention of this was gonna be their they were in their early sixties. Mm-hmm. And and they bought that house as they're they're ever going to retire and live out their days at this house and they okay. and um and the only reason they got the house is because she was a real estate agent but then the house listed for one mil opening weekend there were sixty bids and every bid was at least a hundred to two hundred thousand over asking they ended up paying two hundred fifty thousand over asking. That's crazy. Wow. Then COVID hit. 
Yeah. He his business was catering. Mm. So his father called him, who was from he's from Colorado, and said, "Hey, son, you know I'm just I'm I can't do it anymore. Why don't you come run the family business?" Which I, I was a, a farm or a ranch of some nature. I don't remember correctly. So they talked about it, and they decided to move to Colorado because he just didn't see a end. I mean, you know, like numbers in COVID numbers in America were bad and Florida were bad, but LA as a whole was gnarly and uh, just didn't see a end in sight. So he decided they put their house up on the market, same thing, but um, it was in the course of eight months, they put the house up. They asked the same price as what they paid for it. 1.25, but it sold for 1.5 and <laughs> Like, nothing in no time span. Yeah. 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 Today it's worth like six million probably. <laughs> yeah. like, next next week. Next week. Yeah. yeah. So it's gnarly. Yeah. 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 I don't. Yeah. I don't really quite. I mean, you know, not to go down that we're supposed to be talking about heli stuff, but yeah, yeah. That, that that's the joys of L.A. So once yeah. again, yeah, my dues are pretty expensive to fly all year round. But <laughs> it's fine. Right. Well, we can work it in. See, this yeah. everything is so extravagant out in California. Do you have like an entire build shop or build building where you build your helicopters, or do you build <laughs> on a kitchen table? I build on a kitchen table. Nice. Yeah. I can't afford the the shop. That's how you do it. <laughs> that has that has a gear turning in my head. I have a challenge for you. Okay. You got to work on a helicopter on one of those sound tables. <laughs> Ooh. Uh. You know, Scott, I thought about that. When we were making uh, the Last Foods record, uh, Medicine at Midnight, I was seriously considering, like, it, because uh, the, the, the further on in my career that I work with the, the Foos, the, the more they kind of meander in at 11-ish, but then by 5, 6 o'clock, they are running out the door. They're just, they're, they've, they've done the crazy hours, they've done the world touring over and over, but they just sort of, we get stuff done, but it, it's it's not long days. And then for me, like when they leave at, because we would always be in the Valley or in Hollywood, for them to go home is just 20 minutes or so. For me to get on the road at one o'clock, or sorry, at like six o'clock in the evening is an hour 15, hour 20 sometimes. So I was like, well, I just build my bird in the, in the studio after they take <laughs> off and they kill time. And then, oh, traffic's better. I can come home now, honey. But I never did. <laughs> uh, Maybe next record. Take it out. I want to see it. I at least yeah. want to see a 700 sitting on a sound table. Well, I can do that. That would be, be amazing. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That would be really my cool. Next tracking kit. Shit, I should have done it already. I know. Well, <laughs> I do remember. Yeah, I do remember you messaged me saying, like, ugh, should I work or build a heli? And I'm like, build a heli? <laughs> I'm like, I have expected to see a console pick with a friggin' 580 on it. Well, that's because I, I think I did that. Uh, is my 580 is at my studio. And the reason is, is because there's sometimes when I come in, it's legitimate work to do, but I, I call it monkey work. Like, if I'm working on an entire record, and I and the client has said, "Okay, dude, it sounds great. The records, you've done everything. I have to print what we call deliverables. The deliverables are ver different versions of each song as a backup copy. Mm, okay. But 
you would think in technology that if the song is six minutes long times 10, I would be able to like just press a button. It just spits out all these deliverables. Well, it doesn't work like that yet. I actually have to go through and print the song 10 times. So that's an hour-ish of just that one song. I have to do that. Then I have to do that, apply that to every song. So if there's 10 songs or 12 songs, I'm pretty much just doing that for the entire day. Now, mind you, I can pretty much just like come over here, press a couple buttons, press Apple Spacebar and let it do its thing and then keep wrenching. That's what I do. (laughs) But in that case, Kevin, when I text you, I literally was supposed to work and I was just like, I don't want to work. (laughs) And I think I wrenched for a couple hours and then I started feeling guilty. So then I worked. Yeah. And then I went back to wrenching. Because I don't get paid until the job's done. Right. That makes right. sense. I think I would think we all go through that, especially now that I'm working from home. There's days where I'm like, can I, do I have anything to do right now or can I do it a little bit later? Mm-hmm. And then I just, you know, as long as the job gets done, right? Yeah, but you have to say logged in so people like, like your bosses know you're working. <laughs> My <laughs> boss is like, I, I, you need a mental break? Yep, I need a mental break. Cool. Go take your mental break. Just make sure it gets done yeah, by the end well, of the day. They can keep tabs on me and Gooch because if we're logged yeah. into the VPN, they can see when we're idle and right. whatever. Yeah. Right. Not mm-hmm. if you get a mouse mover. Yeah. <laughs> mouse mover. <laughs> oh, like I should have told <laughs> Yeah, dude. My mother in law, she just retired recently, but she worked for uh, United Healthcare, a uh, health insurance company, and they had a way of. Uh, tracking her like she had to be she had to log in at 7 a.m otherwise it was like getting the phone call Mm. i was like dude ruthless yeah yeah the mouse mover of course there's a program Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know it Uh, yep just hook it up to your radio and start pure flipping that bitch yeah yeah Yeah. instinctively that's right. Yeah. Mm. All right. What's next? What else do we have here? I don't know. What you got there? Uh, let's see. So I got a uh, here. Next question. So some of us, I'm talking more about myself, have some regrets about the <laughs> hobby. Do you? Like one of my regrets is that I never tend to stay consistent with my practice routine. So you hard. Know? You know, do you have stuff like that that you could call it a regret? Yeah, for me, it's when like I I go through the phases of of practicing simming, and I, I start feeling bad at my about my I start feeling bad that I'm not doing that. Um, mm-hmm. Putting in the time, you mean? Yeah, putting in the time just to sim because it is it it is funny because on one hand, simming is like playing an instrument where you're you know it's work but at the same token i love the work mm-hmm. aspect of it i i don't know what it is man i just love it and um but i i regret when i i don't really just sit out and sim constantly mm-hmm. a couple days a week at least you know what i mean sometimes like it's out of my control Sometimes I go in the studio at 10 in the morning and I don't get home till midnight. I mean, that's just, it is what it is. Yeah. And then, then I have to be 
back out the door at 10 a.m. again. So it's 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 uh uh and by then I'm just brain fried. So uh and when you send me at that point it's almost it's kind of useless. Uh but but at the same token man when when things get really crazy busy which don't get me wrong when you're self employed Busy is a good problem to have. But when the busy really kind of starts to overlap with just a little bit of downtime and fun time and personal time, that's always when it gets a little just, come on, dude. Right. Can, mm-hmm. I, can, can I please go to the field and da-da-da? <laughs> but it depends on what, what the situation is. Uh, most of the jobs I do are never on deadlines, but then some are on really hard deadlines, and I have to meet the deadline. Yeah. Um, especially when it's something like uh, a lot, a lot of the work, a lot of the work I do for the foos is not just studio. It's also live stuff, um, for TV radio, because there's such a massive band. There's always something being aired somewhere in the world that I have to find, mix, fix, upload, get approvals. It's so it's which super hey, time consuming, right? It's yeah, it's super time consuming. And you know, I'm, it, Hey, it's not the worst job in the world hearing uh, one by one over and over and over and over and over and over again. But, yeah. Um, I think I hmm. All right. So let's, let's put it this way. You're in the studio. You've got a quick break. You've got two free hours. Are you going to an AMA sanctioned field, or are you finding an empty parking lot and letting it rip? <laughs> uh, I would go to a sanctioned field. Oh. Uh, the uh, before you, um, LA with uh, you know you guys have had the I've heard the numerous conversations about in the podcast drones in LA. Or a bad, bad mm. mixture. Oh. Uh, my field included. Um, the field I manage is actually on city property, Palace Verde's City Hall. It's a park. The field is an active LA Fire Department helipad, nice. which they very rarely use. But, um, Next to the field is a dog park, and there's been numerous people bought their drone at Fry's Electronics or Best Buy. Oh, there's a big field. Oh, my gosh. They put the thing up in the air. They don't know what they're doing. And then, zoom, they've crashed into the dog park. That's happened three times. Oh, wow. And so when... Man, so I just don't want to be that dude flying what a lot of people say oh is that a drone no it's not a fucking drone (laughs) (laughs) somewhere where it can get what's that fine and and and, uh specifically like some cities have downright like santa monica you cannot fly you cannot put a drone in the air in santa monica without a permit like if they find you they will take it away bust it in front of your face and slap you with like a thousand dollar fifteen hundred dollar fine i think it is Wow, it's serious that's like a recap yes yeah sure yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it's like a weekend that you literally have no control over. Oh, right. I mean, I have, to, I have to say I'm pretty fortunate. There's um, two fields close to me. There's not a field close to in my studio, Beverly Hills, Santa Monica area, unfortunately. But uh, 30 minutes to the north is Apollo Field. So I could be there. So you got options. Right? Oh, there's options. Yeah. That's awesome. But it was just like one of those questions that when we're going through, I'm like, you know, I wonder what he, what type of pilot he is. Because, you know, we do have a lot of people that they'll find a renegade field, an empty mm -hmm. lot somewhere in the lower rib. But I think that's also a comfortable comf Correct. comfort level, right? Maybe in five years, 10 years, when you're like, completely in control and you have no questions, then you might be more inclined to do something like that. I, if I the law to, doesn't yeah, say. Yeah, I have to say my flying style, I, I, I fly, I do me and, and I'm comfortable with me, but there, there's times when I get into, I put myself in a situation like, Oh, I shouldn't have done that. Oops. <laughs> and, and I don't want to plow my bird into somebody's car or some shit or somebody. Mm -hmm. I had the same so. feeling when I did my auto this past weekend. Good thing. It yeah. was a sanctioned field. Oops. Yeah, and it, 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 <laughs> at, at my field in PV, unfortunately, it is what it is, but there is a trail that starts Ooh. behind the pad. Mm -hmm. So, and it's, people are allowed to, you know, walk through there. So it is one of those things of like, you just have to be on alert. Like people will just pop out over the hill. Uh, and, and as soon as I see somebody, I just, I take my bird and i just go way to the left or i bring it in and i land until they walk around and it doesn't happen that often but still no, you gotta live a little you gotta go chase them <laughs> <laughs> teach okay. them a lesson yeah. 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 stay off my feet yeah. over speed right towards them oh. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. all right speaking of hitting people yeah uh, any plans <laughs> to, like, any or anything? only with you scott Perfect. Ooh. Nice. Confident. Free kit. I want to do it with well, the Well, no, I, and I, 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 I told you what the rules are. I'm just going to sit in the middle and hover and slowly pyro, and you can just go around me. Okay. Or through you. Into you. Or, or through, through you. Into me. Yeah, one or the other. <laughs> yeah. Destroyed. Yeah. We know the ending. Yeah. Go on. We're We'll still pay to uh, to watch this. <laughs> yeah, I saw uh, Kyle Dahl, the last AMA Expo West that they had uh, out here in L.A., which was, what, three years ago? He did a tandem, and I can't remember who the guy was, but uh, Kyle flew a heli, and the other pilot was an airplane. But those, uh, the I, I don't know what the terminology is, the, the bigger sport planes, like 60-inch wings set, maybe a little larger. And they were just doing trade for trade maneuvers, and it was kind of funny seeing a plane doing a maneuver, and then Kyle doing the same maneuver on the with the heli. It was pretty, <laughs> it was pretty rad. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So, quick question: We got, would you rather, would you rather fly in front of a hundred people or two pros like Kyle Stacy and Scott Graham? Get out of here! Your name's in there, Kevin. Nope, not me. <laughs> It says Kyle Stacy or Kevin McGrady. Yeah, no. Kevin's not a pro. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd rather have Kyle and Bert 
watch me and Scott tan. Ooh, Ooh oh. see, anti up. Nice. I like that. Are we still talking about flying or? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then as soon as I plow mine in, I turn around and go, Bert, you got my shed on file still? Card on file. Card on file. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. Hmm, let's see here. I want to see Bert fly. Oh, man. I'm telling you. The old man still got it. Yep. He says he does, and he keeps saying he's slow, and he ain't slow. He ain't slow. Man, like his, uh, uh, if, when you guys talk to him, hit the, uh, uh, was it the Smack Talk video mm-hmm. that he did? Was that, was Smack that, Talk the, RC. The, yeah. Yeah, was that the name of the video series? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I was trying to look, uh, on, on the sim, I was trying to figure out autoing, and I just couldn't. I was like, what, how the fuck do you do this? Like, what is going on? And then finally I watched that, and then it just it clicked. And then yeah. I was like, "Oh my god!" Mm-hmm. And he just he just commented on my post with my video of my, the bad auto, and he was like, "You should uh, watch Smack Talk." <laughs> <laughs> did like, he put that in there? Oh yeah, he did. <laughs> That's freaking funny. And I said, "See, there's a problem. I have the knowledge. I could walk you through what I should be doing. The problem is putting it into practice. Real life is what is not clicking right now." <laughs> that is so, so funny. Yeah, that's a, that's a good series. I think Kevin, I, I think a lot of us have kind of grew up on, uh, you know, watch, grew up on, yeah, more or less. So it's always good to have stuff like that because it yeah, was re- to, the, to this day still is pertinent information, no matter oh, how yeah. you look at it. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's talk value added. In your opinion, what brings value to the hobby? People, product, experience. What is it? What do you think? Dude, kind of all of the above. I mean, I've said it before already. There's been, like, there's so many amazing things about the hobby. Uh, There's so many amazing people in the hobby. Uh, Just uh, how many friends do I know that I can just pick up the phone and call and, hey, dude, what's up? Uh, I got a problem. What's up? Let me help. What's going on? Uh, You know, it's just, that's... That sounds, that's just amazing to me. Um, but at the same token, man, the, to, to geek out over the technology of like these cool oversized toys that we're flying in the air for minutes at a time, trying to avoid gravity as much as we can. That's <laughs> fucking cool. It really is. It's just straight up cool. It really is. Um, uh, all the way from the simplicity of what how an XL Power is built to the beautiful design of an SAB and how they're designed and made. Um, mm-hmm. It's just rad. And I, I really... The hobby for me has been like a little bit of a mental escape from the chaos of life with work stress family life just Mm -hmm. everything it's just a nice little like oh let me just go over here and 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 research this and look at that and and check out servos and why this servo might be better than that servo and da 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 da. but so Mm -hmm. for me it's just been I, i i love it and i i just don't see myself 
and, and I talked to a couple people here and there who I know, and they're like, "Nah, I'm burnt out." I'm like, "Wow, okay, I, I don't understand that, but sure." I mean, everybody <laughs> their own. So, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. No, I, I think we share your your opinion on that. It is all of the above. Yeah, you know? and every time one kind of veers down or is not as strong. The other two have to be stronger in order to compensate for that. You know, right. No matter how you look at it, it's a balance. Yeah, and I'm getting to the point of where I'm starting to experiment a bit more, just on like a different servo or a motor, different ESC. Yeah. And and to me, that's fun and intriguing, just to see like, oh, maybe this will be cooler, or maybe it won't, or maybe it'll be the same. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Makes it fun, right? Yeah, it does. Uh. For me lately, it's been blades trying. Uh, I've been flying switch bl- switch blades, and so I've been uh, dorking with the seven hundreds versus the or uh, sorry, it's what six nine threes. Yep, yep. seven thirteens. Yeah, and mm-hmm. the seven thirteens. Man, the seven thirteen. I put the seven thirteens on the raw. Holy float, Batman! <laughs> <laughs> it's the anti anti gravity float 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 raw. It just doesn't mm-hmm. come down. Mm-hmm. Um, those are rad. Nice. Uh, and um, messing with head speed has been fun. Trying to kind of just figure out what's comfortable for me. Mm-hmm. You just got to change them numbers until you find what works for you. I know. I know. And I've had V-Bar for maybe two years now, but now is the first time where I'm actually starting to dabble, fudge, dabble with the numbers. Like, oh, yeah. this is cool, da-da-da. I'm feel, realizing, you know, 1900, and I think I've been turning my style up a little bit, a couple clicks here or there, and that's been mm-hmm. feeling better and better, especially with the 713s on. Mm-hmm. Been liking yeah, I can that. see that. I can see that. That makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Huh. Well, let's flip it around. Yeah. And I'm not going to be a negative Nancy, but um, <laughs> if it fits you, if the glove fit, <laughs> a glass. Hat. I mean, nothing, nothing lights up a room like Kyle's smile. <laughs> wow, wow, keep, that was keep... adorable. <laughs> Let's right. bring you down. Bring him down, Kyle. Yeah, uh, a glass half-empty question. Did you have any negative experiences within the hobby? Yeah, one time he was on this really shitty podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I sold everything and moved on. Done. <laughs> Quit. Uh, yeah, when the the, I, I'm sure everybody can can relate to this, but man, when you're learning the learning curve, because. Like a couple of guys at my field, Brian Simeone weren't. First of all, he was he's a very big adamant of like sim, 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 sim. And then when you're really, really comfortable with sim, then come out and fly. Whereas I'm a little bit well, sim, sim, sim just sounds like playing guitar scales all day long. Boring is just boring. Uh, so why can't we do a little both, sim, 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 and then fly? moderately at the field but then when you start crashing all the time which is part of the hobby that gets pretty frustrating mm-hmm. and not and, and i will say honestly it wasn't the cost factor it is the oh crap i'm down for a month now because of just crazy life is i i now 
I can rip it apart right away, but then I order the parts. Parts take da 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 da. Then the parts finally come. Okay, I'm gonna get. Oh no, gotta work now. And then you finally get your bird working, flying again, and then you crash and blah blah blah. And that's part of the hobby, and I understand that. But that is the like that is the downer part of getting that your feet in the door, so to speak. But man, once you pass that hump, yeah. I remember I went to Carson and I just said, screw it, I'm going for it. And I started really applying everything that I could do on the sim in real life. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I felt like it was, you know, just to flip this on a happy note. Like, you know, I felt so proud of that accomplishment and it didn't take that long really, but that's the, that's the negative part. You run into a couple of, Let's just be honest. You run into a couple people here and there. It's a little bit like, whoa, Ugh, okay, stay away yeah. from that. Eh. Mm -hmm. That's that's everywhere in life. But <clears throat> yeah, I love it. It's so much fun. Mm -hmm. nice, I, I I can't wait to go to Urcha and just fly my brains out. <laughs> dude, you have no idea. Out, no <laughs> yeah. Just let us know when you go, because we'll be right next to you. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Well, I'm, I'm spooning with somebody. Got me. <laughs> me. Me. <laughs> Who's the most? On Scott soundboard. Will, yeah, Scott will bring his banana hammock. <laughs> I got a lot of knobs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, Scott, which, let me ask you Gross. this, though. Which heli do you want on a console? Uh, any 700. Any 700. It's got to okay. be a 700. It's the only real size helicopter. No, let's let's <laughs> let's let's really make it good though. Make it a nitro so people in the industry no, really no, get no, no, shit. No, I'd have to borrow Adam. Don't mess up the helicopter the thing. Nitro splooge all over it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I would love to do nitro, but there is no time. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, you, in, with limited time, nitro is not no. beneficial. No. And then and, and going to Glendale and flying with that, he showed me the the sort of quote unquote put your bird to bed mm -hmm. steps, and I was like, oh god, I didn't realize you had to do <laughs> really your bird to bed. Well, like. Yeah. <laughs> Put that at the top. To make sure all the fuel's out of the the valve. Oh, oh just fly man. that shit enough. Man. It's not a problem. Yeah. Put it no, in the car dripping yeah, wet. No yep. oh. I, don't I don't even like suck the gas out. I just nope. kill the motor after a flight. Put it in the car. <laughs> take it back next weekend. Fire that bitch up. That's right. As, as long as the clunk is submerged into fuel, mm -hmm. we're good. No, we're really. golden. I've been. It's. Yeah, N not to say that doing that is not good. You know, it's not bad. I just don't have time for that. Yeah. And, you know. know, some things are not necessary. Do you cut your teeth every morning? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you just brush them every like, now It's probably again. good practice in case you lost one at night, but, you know, some people <laughs> give a shit. That stuff. Fly, oh, crash, shit. repeat. Yep, yeah. that's pretty much it. Yeah, they're just time-consuming, you know. So, electric is the way when you want to make sure that you have something that works. So mm -hmm. That's true. That's for sure. 
Yeah. Now, that's pretty much all. You you have a question, don't you, there? Or some questions? I do have a question. Okay. We're here. We're listening. We, we got a guy that knows everything there is to know about the hobby. I, once again, so going back and forth, just noodling around in the hobby in my spare time for uh, the, the, the brain exercise of it and just thinking about crunching this number and that number, uh, you know, especially when it comes to, like, the uh, Piuma. Piuma. Piuma, which I've mostly, well, all my 700s are 12S, of course, the standard typical setups, but then... The the sexy thing about either the raw 580 or the Puma is a lot of everybody, especially you guys, have been talking about between 6S or 8S. But then doing what I wanted to ask you guys is sort of doing the motor calculations with the main gear and the pinion. If you ran... Now, can you run uh, a... Uh, 4025 1120 kV at 8S? No. No. Because it no, can't. There's not a, there, yeah, there's not a motor pulley small enough to support that high of a kV, unfortunately. Right. You'd need like a 10 tooth pulley. <laughs> <laughs> but when I did the throttle curve, though, it, uh, when I put in the, the main gear and the, the pinion at 18, the Throttle curve came out to be twenty four hundred at eighty five percent. For Puma, that's way like too high. Super high, yeah. I mean, you're shooting the high end on a Puma should be like two thousand. That's the high end. Okay, the but so. required to spin seven hundred rotor disc at like twenty three hundred RPM or up that. That's a lot. Yeah, I mean, so the the question is, you're basically just you're shooting yourself in the foot because you what your your flight time would be two minutes on a five thousand. Pretty much, you <sighs> you'd melt everything before you get there because uh, then that was so my upset. yeah, and that was my other thought, right? Yeah, you you're just way yeah. under here, so you're. The the motor and the ESC would be super upset before you even finish the pack. Um, ah. Everything would come down at a million degrees if you were to run <laughs> okay. 8S with an 1120 kV. Yeah, okay. to be honest. Yep. Because usually, what... uh, for an 8S setup, the kV should be around, what, 900? 830. I was going to say Eight. lower, yeah, 800 something, yeah. Yeah, something like that, right? So that's the idea, so that you don't have to mess with the pinion so much, Daryl. Okay. And you mm-hmm. You want to have to lower your pinion down to 18. You'd probably be closer to like a 20, right? Kyle? Well, it is, why, why do they yeah. give you the option of the, the 18 tooth pinion than just for people that are. Because, crazy? you know, it, well, it's that, and you're looking at it's like not all the motors are 1025. It might be, you know, a thousand. Uh, okay, the, okay. You know, so you have, it gives you the different pinion options to maximize. You know, those small variations that you might have in KVs, right? And some people want to run super low head speed too. With yeah. Okay. Success. All right. Yeah. Because ideally, what you could do is you could set up a, a helicopter 
or 12s, right? Correct. You just pin it in such a way that 12s gets you 24, let's say 2500, right? So then if you just don't change anything, just plug in the success in that system, then you should have your head, right? Just, just by changing from a 12s to a 6s. But that's just defeats the purpose. Like, why do that when you could just set it up purely for success with the correct number, you know, KV of a motor? Or if you want to do 8S, you could just do it, you know, just hit that lower KV and go from that. Because, you know, like, it's, what, roughly 500 KV or so. You're looking at 560, I think, is the most. But you're looking at between five and 600 KV for, for 12S. You're looking at 800 for 8S. And you're looking, you know, a thousand twenty or a thousand twenty-five for the success thing. So it's it's kind of like this range where you don't have to overpin and mechanically load the system, or it's working overtime, you know, because it's all translates into what heat usually, right? Okay. When it's not happy. All right. You know? So you're better off just go with the the correct KV for NATO setup. Mm-hmm. You know, because there were some folks that were running motors that were not really 8S. They were running it, you know, with with the lowest pinion they could get. And that heli, you could see it was not happening, right? Oh, uh, see, saw- yeah, I guess I, I maybe if I was in the situation of having somebody yeah. seeing or hearing somebody's heli geared wrong or doing it my damn self, which I'm not going to do. So. Because what is the other thing that gets affected by not by being so buried deep into opinion is that with like an eighteen on a thousand twenty five you know kV motor, what happens is even your the, the torque band you're outside that torque band potentially. oh okay right so it doesn't have that same punch of recovery potential most of us though if you're just doing sport flying we can make an argument that you might not see that. It's just you're going to notice it in the mo- The power setup is going to be on. That's okay. It. Yep. Better off just doing it right from the beginning, you know? Sometimes yeah. it's just the yeah. way it is. I mean, are you supposed to stick with, like, an 1,100 kV motor that is, quote-unquote, max success? I've just heard people rumbling, like, eh, you can run it on 7S. Yeah. But you, you can. <laughs> it's just you can do it, right? Yeah, okay. as long as you gear it right. Now, the argument is if you don't, you might only be able to run it a couple of times and then it starts creating issues, right? Uh, okay. So that's the one thing that people don't realize, you know, like when we have these, even the bigger motors, like, you know, it might be 12S capable, you know, it's not recommended for 14S. It doesn't mean it's not going to run for with a 14S setup. It right. Might not, it will be here. It's like you know, like yeah, Scott I guess, says. Yeah, I guess my question is more like, you know, not that I'm going to do it, but an 8s setup but with a 6s motor, and then the motor just fucking smokes as soon as you plug it in. That's. Eh, I don't think it's going <laughs> to smoke right away, but you ain't going to get too far. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, it'll yeah. Uh, it'll get upset real quick. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, thanks for uh, thank you for. Sharing that, guys, and I'm glad I was able to ask the question because I just when you sit there and you 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 noodle around with the numbers on the calculator, the speed head speed calculator, you're just going, wait a minute, well, can you do this or is that? Well, and then um, and now I, I 
I my suspicions were correct of why you don't want to do that, but thank you for clarifying that or confirming. And let me tell you, like twenty four hundred on the Puma. <laughs> I want to be there because it's <laughs> it's going to be a good flight. Pumazilla. <laughs> uh, something would happen. It's just kind of like how I'm praying. I'm thanking God that when I ran the raw five eighty at twenty eight hundred, that might have you know. Could end badly for me. You're good God. there. That must have sounded amazing. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it, terrifying. <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> yeah, That's what I want to do with your 580. Ripping. <laughs> yeah. It was ripping, all right. Yeah, I had no my 570 rip. ripping a couple of years ago, and oh my God, it was. What were you running it at, Scott? I think it was 2700 RPM in the head. Mm-hmm. It was fun Whoa. as shit, and Chris Diamante plowed it in. Mm-hmm. That can't be still there in the. the it is. There, I buddy. love that it's still there. <laughs> yeah. It's like my favorite thing. Yeah. Yeah. I was messing with head speed on my uh, raw, and I think I just overdialed a few ticks on the Scorpion Governor and spooled it up, and then went to that bank, and that thing was just. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I looked down at my radio real quick, and it was like twenty-two or something. And I was like, oh, that's just a little high for me. Mm, that's where the fun Perfect. starts. Send it, baby. That, <laughs> yeah, that would be send it all right for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could tell you, like, for the Puma, is I usually fly it at 1550. Oh, wow, that low. Yep, and it'll do TikToks. It'll do everything you want to do. It moves it. Just because it's so light with a yep. large disc. Yep. Holy and then, shit. Okay. 1950s, you know, it's... It's pretty woke. Managed, yeah, it's woke. I could manage it. And, like, today I wanted to put a battery into storage really quick before it started raining, so I turned up 2,100. And it's it's too much, you know, for, hmm. for the average pilot that 2,100... It flies. It's not like it's exploding or anything like that. It's just the skill. Like I don't have the skill to to make it look like I mean to do what I'm doing. Right. You know. So really, Tarek, Tarek yeah. TikToks. Yeah, Tarek for, TikToks and do some big old minutes. loops. Oh yeah, do some big old loops and some half heroes. You know, I'm, I'm spent. Those are my half maneuvers. <laughs> so. But yeah. It was six, six or seven S. You know, Kevin, you run a seven S, and you're doing eight S, right? Now, yeah. I mean, it, and again, uh, for most people, you know, uh, who fly lower head speeds and who aren't beating the crap out of it, I mean, six S is probably fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think seven S would be better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, for if if you want it to get a little spunky, then you know, I think. Uh, I think ADS is the way to go. I kind of feel like uh, if I do get a Puma, the 6S will be fine, build the bird, fly around. If my skill set increases, change it out to ADS for a little bit more zing. Yeah. I mean, the, the best thing you could do is set it up in such a way, like the power system, where all you have to do is just change the motor. Right. ESC, make it Make sure it's ADS capable. Oh yeah, I have a I have a YGE ready for it. There you go. So 
you know, like, so you fly your success from the beginning and then in two months, you're like, you know what? Get it, get, you know, the correct motor for 8S and yep. send it, yep. you know? Yes. Slam a battery in that thing and let it rip. Let mm-hmm. it rip. All right. Yep. That's well, it. Daryl, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been a Thanks, long guys, time in the me. making. Yes. Yeah, we had talked about this. I mean, geez, months ago, wasn't it? Months, months, yeah. and months, and months ago, and I think work and other things <laughs> came in the way. Definitely. Well, I'm glad you finally made it, and it's so been, am I. Yeah, it's been such an, an enjoyable evening to get to know you more, and uh, of course, it's even more cool that the uh, folks out there get to know you as well. And uh, yeah, thanks, dude. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. No, thank you. Honored. Honestly, honor. It's it's you know for me it's like oh wait, talk about helis for a couple hours. Sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about mixing tricks. Okay, great. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Well, if people wanted to get in touch with the very famous Daryl, how could they Mm -hmm. do that? I'm on Facebook, uh, which my facebook.com forward slash df thorpe dfthorp. Uh, as well as my Instagram is also DF Thorpe. Uh, but then uh, last but not least, DarylThorpe.com. You can read my sexy bio and look at a picture of me that was taken years ago. And uh, there's a little <laughs> thing of like, get in contact with me. And it goes right in my inbox. And Ooh, make sure yeah. with every pick you see with his foot on the console, you like bitch it. at him. Do say yeah, something. Totally. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, if you would like to get in touch with us here at the Hellyhead Show, you can reach us at theheliheadshow at gmail.com. If you have any show ideas or questions, please hit us up. Uh, if you have questions about setup on your helicopters, please hit us up. We would love to be able to help you guys. So if you got any of that, send us an email. Gooch, what else yep. we got? Mm, like our Facebook, follow and subscribe to us on Podbean and iTunes. Shout out to all the other Heli Podcast video personalities in the Hoobie, especially Ooh. Bill Ann, the science guy. Yeah. Daryl, mm. I won't give Bill Ann your, your number because no, he, he would call you in the middle of the night with heavy breathing and want to talk about plugins and yeah. <laughs> I will he not would, do that to you. He would too. Buy Universal yeah. Audio. Next. <laughs> <laughs> There yeah. you go, Bill. There. Another hobby. Professional yeah. advice, I Bill. I'm going to take a moment to thank, uh, thank your friend Daryl for giving us the best of you. Been waiting for this all my life. It's, time, it's times like these that really, you know, make or break the wow. hobby, and uh, it's about time you learn to fly. Scott, you are my hero. Jesus. Wow. Wow. Oh, mm. crap. That was amazing. Wow. Wow. And I got picked on for three doors down. I see how that goes. Gooch, get it out of here. What do we got, man? I've got another confession to make. Oh, Oh, boy. Oh, Scott. Learn learn to fly? Is that the confession? Okay, I'll stop. Gooch, go for it. (laughs) All right. Hashtag Ohio Haley Throwdown or Bust. That's coming up. July... Mm. July, July, July. So just kind of, we're going to get ready here to send out some some notifications, some updates on sponsors. So I just want our listeners to be aware of that they're on the East Coast. I mean, heck, 
if if Daryl decides to be froggy and he wants to come out in July to Cleveland again, we could have a great old time at Ohio Heli Throwdown. I'll, I'll throw down the gauntlet. If you go, I'll go. Ooh. Oh, smack. Okay. And it might be a tandem. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Over yeah. a pond. Now we're talking. <laughs> and I'll take delivery of that 580. <laughs> <laughs> not flying over water. Hashtag Puma 2022 12S 12S. I'm just gonna stay with 12S. I got a ton of stick packs. I'm gonna make it happen. Let's see here. (laughs) Hashtag inverted autos are not my thing yet. (laughs) It's gonna come to me. Hashtag been flying cheap bats. Yeah, I've been flying black bats, yellow bats, whatever bats are cheap. Packs are packs. Yeah. Hashtag. <laughs> this is from our good friend Christopher Diamante. It's the golden nugget. Hashtag autos are like books. You got to learn how to read them. <laughs> and then hashtag party till 4 a.m. Any fun fly, I will do my best to make it to 4, 5. Heck, if I could find a pilot that could hang around and do a 24-hour marathon, no sleep. I might take you up on that. So <laughs> That's all I have. Who hands? That looks like Scott has filled in about 14 of them for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to read three of them. Hashtag single-pack 700s for life. Hashtag 7 is the new 12. <laughs> God, <laughs> gonna skip that one. <laughs> Hashtag single pack and single ladies. T shirt, T shirt. God, you gotta pick another one. Just one more. Uh, this one's easy. Hashtag fucking done. All right, Scott, what you got? All right. I got hashtag day 65 no crashes. Hashtag except the logo 200. <laughs> hashtag vibes. <laughs> hashtag and hashtag lose that last 20. Do uh, it. Yeah. Daryl, what you got? Uh, hashtag 8S or bust. I didn't write that uh, one. Hey. Hmm. <laughs> Sounds like a movement. Hashtag want and need a Puma. Yes. Ooh, yes. Mm-hmm. Hashtag this is for real. Thank God I'm broke. Cracking S3. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag more BK Mints. Yes, please. Nothing mm. says loving like when you open a fresh box with a couple of BK Mints. It's true. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's just like, dude. And I, I eat them it... right away, by the way. <laughs> like right away going in. Yeah. Honestly. They need to be like a line item on the website. If I could just go order a pack of 10 minutes, I'd probably do it occasionally. <laughs> like 100. What about 100? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah that too. Oh. Uh, hashtag always bring two helis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good advice. Yeah. I, I learned that one once. Um, and then uh, thank you guys very much. Hashtag no longer a heli podcast virgin. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Broke my cherry <laughs> on this night. Wow. Yeah. Uh, wow. Heck yeah. All it's right. like going inverted for the first time. Yeah. There you go. It yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. 
Perfect. Skids! All right, let's get it out of here. If it flies, it dies, or desolders, or unplugs. <laughs> 12 a.m. It just keeps growing, doesn't it? That's what she said. Uh, 12, not, she didn't say that. Uh, 12 a.m. is my limit. And uh, here's a new one. I, what the hell? Conquer, <laughs> conquer your hole. I'm, you know, I think it's, I know who this is. It's those freaking other podcast guys. They broke in here and put that in there. Guaranteed. Sure. Oh. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All I got to say is Kevin Tester better fucking laugh or I'm going to be pissed. All right. <laughs> If you crash enough, there's no need for maintenance. Facts. I mean, it's yeah, that's that's in the fact book there. Mm-hmm. Hashtag packs or packs. Oh boy, sorry, Kyle. on fire. Sorry. Oh boy, that's just mm-hmm. the facts. Uh, rodeo it. is for churros, and yep. hashtag I've got another confession to make. Oh boy. Hmm. Uh oh. It's the best I'm of no you, fool. Scott. It's the best mm-hmm. of you. <laughs> <laughs> I have to do some churro research. Yeah, you got to. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. This has been episode number 73 with uh, the old uh, dump truck, Daryl Thorpe. It's been an amazing evening. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye-bye. Later. Music. You've let the engineer down. Music. Con- Are you actually your- gonna play some Foo Fighters on the fucking fade out? I was. Oh. It was gonna be a surprise for you, Daryl. Now you fucked it up. And that always sound funny because it'll fade in and it'll be Foo Fighters, and he'll say that. Uh, and you can Fighters. cut the music and go, "God damn it!" And then play different music <laughs> after that. Oh, but I had copyright song. infringement. Oh, oh fuck it. The, you know, uh, one uh, one time won't hurt. Hey, guess what? I don't think they're gonna find this one or or listen what are you trying to say <laughs> we only exactly got like three listeners i don't think the foo fighters empire is coming podcasts Dude, for what if they're like you know what man daryl our dump truck loves helicopters let's <laughs> learn about this and they're gonna look up the podcast the first one land on this fucking episode they're like no shit they would listen to they it would and they would us. No, they would actually just politely say, remove that, please. Okay. That, that's what they do now. I can do it. It's we'll just right. write him back a sternly worded letter that says Daryl said we could use Darryl it. Daryl said we could. Daryl <laughs> said this was his fault. He well, said the rights. No, we could politely respond, okay, we just changed the outro to three doors down. Mm. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, are you a massive Three Doors Down fan? No, I just sounds like it. No, the funds are just too easy. That's why Crazy. I like it. He's well, a, no, he I mean, like, just making sure. No, no, I think I know one song by them. Yeah, Superman.
Well, yes, there's Love Me When I'm Gone and Superman. Yeah, Superman. He's more of a culture even... club kind of guy. No way. That's uh, a shame, shame. Come, 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 come. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, shit, I can't come back. I, I, gotta, I gotta Google that first. Yeah, I know what you guys are talking about. I, I was really Spanish. drunk one night in a Paris club, dancing my ass off to that song. Nice. Oh, it was rad. Speaking of memories. Same here. <laughs> Not. <laughs> oh, oh 80s music. Oh, I love you. I like, I like White Snake. That's 80s Dude, music. That's where you and I are like soul brothers. Because White yes. Snake. Oh, speaking of. Um, uh, last we were like on the last two weeks of the Foo's record, Concrete and Gold, and then uh, a band came into town that Dave knew really well, and they're playing a show. And so I planned on staying and working and going home early, and then Dave came in and said, "Come on, Daryl, we're going out party." Okay. So uh, I get in my car, and and they drive separately, and we pull up into the parking garage, and I had my windows down, and White Snake came on the radio. So what do you do when White Snake comes on the radio? You turn it up. Fucking crank it. Obviously. Yeah, you fucking crank it. And so uh, as I'm parking, Dave's standing right next to me, and he pokes his head in, and he goes, White Snake, really? We're mixing my fucking record? Dude. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Sorry, like whatever." Yes, sir. Turn it down. <laughs> yeah, so I turned it down. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> I don't hear any fucking music. <laughs> Where's the music? It's too late for that. There's music. Do you guys hear music? Hmm. <laughs> I see dead people. Well, <laughs> you are like very doom and gloom tonight, sir. <laughs> Uh, no. No? Still incapable of reading autos, apparently, according to Christopher Diamante. Mm. Oh, Chris so, the philosopher, huh? He is. He gave me the best. Okay, what Always. in the fuck, you guys? <laughs> Are you done? That is Mr. Got there. Gotta be. Are you, are you beating off? What are you doing? And just like that, poof. He's and gone. the show is fucking over. Oh, oh. my god. Oh. What what fucking amateurs. On? I thought this was a professional show. I thought so too. Shit. We're wrong. Let me call wrong my manager. Are. Hold on. I'll be right back. <laughs> I'm calling my agent. <laughs> um. You will never financially recover from this, Daryl. Mm. Nope. Is, is uh, Scott still online with us? I have or... no idea. He's online, but uh, I, he, he was saying mentioning something about microphone and cables and shit like that before we start, right when we started the call an hour ago. I guess it's, maybe his shit only runs for an hour. Well, apparently my autos are not the only bad thing this week. <laughs> Shall we wait? Can you hear me now? Good oh, God. Jesus Christ. Holy shit. You couldn't hear me this whole time? No. No. Could you, for the was... love of God, get your shit back together like you had it before? Son of a bitch. I was talking a lot. No, yeah. You definitely told all the jokes. What? <laughs>
uh, Scott, what happened? Um, I don't know. So the cape was sitting on my, I'm on a camp chair. Uh-huh. And I think maybe it was static discharge into the microphone cable. I'm not sure. Because <laughs> it was like crazy static sounds on my end. Like I told you there was discharge involved. <laughs> First of all, what kind of chair are you using? And second of all, what kind of microphone are you using? Jesus. I told you, I'm using a, a Kelty built camp chair uh, in my garage on a concrete floor with socks on. And I'm using an Apple headphone set, the plug in kind, because, uh, you know, cables are awesome. With an iPhone, that's about 50% dead now. Because y'all took a fucking hour to get ready to record. Oh, okay. That's our yep. fault. Right, yeah, I love how it's our fault. You don't have a battery? I'm good. Let's okay. go. Are you let's plugged in? Are <laughs> you plugged in? <laughs> I guess you can't plug in and have the headphones at the same time. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Yeah, Mac problem. Oh. Let's get rid of the headphone jack. Mm, well, let me close this website down. <laughs> All right, ready? Leave Where me were we? Kevin. Just, Gooch, just yeah, just start your week over. I mean, listen, Bill Ann calls me whenever the hell he wants, so you might as well call me too. <laughs> oh well, I've learned that quick. I just pick up the phone. Yeah. <laughs> just I can't call. usually pick up the phone to work anymore. I used now to I might, other jobs. But. Yeah, I might. I might answer and go what, but yeah, what? that's just because I'm joking. I know you can't see the LOL or the smiley face on the end of that statement, but <laughs> but it's there. If it, it's there, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, God, <laughs> what a fucking grol. <laughs> yeah, drummers. I hope he fucking hears this. Hey, by the way, Dave. In case you listen to this, fuck you. <laughs> sure he is. <laughs> Downloading it right the fuck <laughs> right now. If nothing oh, else, you can play it better. for him over the phone. He'll love it. Fuck you, Dave. All right, uh, you here know we what go. I was thinking about it too. I was. I. I think I'm going to try and ask him to get a. Uh, uh, what is hot? That would be oh. in Dave Grohl's voice. Are you fucking kidding yeah, me? I would love be, that. Ah! Yeah. Like that'd be awesome. Yeah. Man, I'll so ask fired. him. <laughs> yep, you're done. <laughs> Oh my god, I just fucking pushed Scott out of a gig. Fuck. That's when brutal. I heard Christy Amanti doing it, I was like, well, there's some job security. Now, not so much. Dude, yeah. you have no idea how bad that was. Like, I was like, okay, come on, give me some. Get- what is hot? What is hot? Oh my god, this is funny. Oh, no, man. Try it again. What is hot? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have like a stern bone in his whole body. No. As big as he is, like it, I was like, amazing. It is. It, I'm telling you, like I, I just and he, he came. Uh, you can definitely tell he's a bottom person, right? What's his high? Kim is the like Brady Bunch. <laughs> <laughs> Time will change. Oh my gosh, that's great. Okay.